I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I take you for a ride on the devil's ship. I take you for a ride where you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this story begin. Justin, Vin, welcome back to the dark side. Oh man, this is the dark side. This is the dark side. I, it's so light in here, but I love it. Nice short curly hair. Thank you, man. It's my natural hair. So you went from rock star to pop star. What's going on? Oh boy, uh, what happened? So I, I've always had curly hair. This is my natural hair, and I've always straightened it out because when I was in high school, the emo phase was you know not my emo phase. I never had one, but emos were like you know. Alex the- had an emo phase. Did he tell you about that? <laughs> I don't know. Am I blowing up his spot? He never told. <laughs> I never he, knew that. I mean, I don't. I'm not surprised. But. He wasn't emo. He was something else. But he would steal his mom's mascara and he would put that eyeliner on. Dang. But he wouldn't do it in front of her, obviously, because he'd get a beating. So we'd be at parties. We were young, right? We'd show up at parties and he'd go in the bathroom or wherever the fuck. I don't know. Change, wear his gloves, and he would have glow sticks. And he would go on the bathroom. He'd have like mascara, and he'd be like. Oh my god! I yeah, must have met him right after that. This most embarrassing guy. Yeah, that I must time. have met him right after that. So <laughs> when I was in high school, they <laughs> have Poseidon. Imagine Poseidon with some that's eyeliner your, on. That's there. your podcast partner, bro. I am going to relentlessly make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> we all had our phases. Of I had, I had at that time uh, the worst haircut ever. The woman that cut my hair, it was a, they were calling me Nick Carter, Alex. And everybody. It was nice. like Nick, Nick Carter hair, and she had put streaks in it. Dang, you were like ten years too late. Dude, you don't you don't understand how stupid I felt, and you can't do anything. It's hair. You just have to you wait. Just wait. I know. I know. Um, I wish I understood what frosted uh, tips or whatever meant before she did it, because I was one of those guys that you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what you're doing. Oh, and, uh, wait, yeah, so she's like, you want you want to frost your tips, and you're like, I, sure. I thought it was the thing with the the blade. That you go, ta, 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 ta. That's so, thinning it out. Oh, yeah, man. that's what I thought. Yeah. But I was young. So then I remember, I was like, why are they a different color? I can't dye my hair. Someone's going to beat me up. And she's like, no, 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 it's cool now. And then I looked at myself and I go, is it cool? (laughs) 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 My friends are going to make fun of me. Man, man, I had... uh between 2002 and 2007 is when I was in high school. So like, um, that was like prime emo years. Like, but 2002 emo didn't exist, at least my parts. And then yeah. the next year it was like, hey, dashboard confessional, we hate our lives. <laughs> um, by the end of that, I it wasn't any fashionable sort. I had no idea what to fucking do, like dress. Oh, cool I didn't know how to dress I was just myself. a normal dude, just a normal average dude. I learned but- how to dress myself last year. <laughs> I think and I, it's still questionable. I've been dressing black on black since 2009, so that, I, I figured it out. But um, curly hair was not very fashionable, and they would make fun of you for having curly hair. Just for your hair. That's just, just how your hair is. Just for curly hair. And so, I, you know, it, it definitely affected me. I was conditioned to be like, no, I can't. I can't. So Whatever I you say, Lionel Richie. Lionel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, no, they would call me Corey Matthews. No, is that what? <laughs> yeah. oh, no, sons of bitches. So, I, mean, I love Boy Meets World, but like, fuck. Uh, so when I started growing my hair, I was more straightening it out because like there's a awkward phase is way worse on curly hair. No matter whether it's cool now or not, it's just way worse. It goes out this way. People don't talk about the awkward phase of hair, like even long hair. Yeah. When you're growing it out, there's that point of 
almost no return where you're like, you have to survive a couple of months of you looking this. There's nothing you could do to fix your hair. There's nothing. But it'll get better if you let it grow out or you give up and you cut it. You just got to be unfuckable for a yeah. while, you know? There's that, oh, I hate that face, bro. I know. I know. Because you I try, you, you know, you're like, I'm, don't worry, I'm going to, this time I know what I'm doing. Products, I, even when you tie it up, it looks stupid. It's just not the right size for anything. It, yeah, it, it's like it's too small, almost. So, yeah. and this was before like man buns were like an accepted part of society. So, they, when I was doing it, when I started, uh, now they call it man buns. They would just call me a. I would just they would, oh, you're putting your hair up like a samurai. samurai. That's what I would do. I would put it yeah. up, and then people started doing it. They put it a bit more to the back and shit, and then it became a thing. And then people made fun of them, and like, why are you tying your hair in a man bun? I started doing it. Way before it was a thing. I know. And they called me a samurai. They made Asian references, first of all, when I was doing it. And same thing with long hair. I was the only guy that had long hair for the longest time. And then Alex started having long, like my friends started having long hair. The first person to have long hair around me was my buddy Dano. Really? He was the one who had long hair first. No oh, one okay. else did. And then I had, and it was, we were two. And then maybe three. I didn't know anybody growing up in high school that had long hair. And then after when I wanted to be like a rock star, I was like, I'm going to grow my hair out again. Uh, cause I, I tried to in high school and I got a cut and they gave me a mullet and I'm like, I can't go to school like this. Are you crazy? Uh, my cousins forced me to cut my hair in, in when I was 18 in 2004 in Alberta, my older cousins. Jesus. Yeah, why? I guess cause they were more, it was very suburban area and like, oh my God, like nobody has long hair here and facial hair and all that. So I remember they made, they dressed me up. I had like shorter, like spiky hair and shit. And I had to survive that whole year. I got back to school. It was my last year in high school and I had to survive the entire year letting the hair grow out. <laughs> I know I I still remember trying to grow it out after that like I had like no friends for a year like nobody wanted to associate with me I was the weird dude um but so I, curly hair was a thing that I, I got made fun of for so I didn't ever want to have that and then my hair grew when I got through the awkward phase it was like nice long hair and then I really figured out how to like hey what's up like show live up. with it yeah, yeah, yeah live with it but also like thrive with it like oh my god this guy is sexy you know? yeah you can play with it after it becomes your thing yeah you it own was. it i had my own i had i literally had a thing where i was the flip i would flip yeah. my hair i would play with my hair all the time and i mean you go back to the first podcast i was on you're gonna see me kind of like this yeah. um so i always just had straighter hair more wavy is what i i did and then last year i was working i, I was at the bar and whatever and i just left it like my hair was just curly. I just, I got lazy. I didn't want to do it for like whatever reason. And then every girl was just like, oh my God, you have curly hair? I'm like, yeah. They're like, that, why don't you keep it like that? It's way better. I was like, what? Like I, my head could, I thought they were making fun of me for a second. I'm like, you guys are fucking. Oh, curly me. hair is the thing now. I know. And now I'm seeing like, just conversing with a lot more people that like, guys will come up to me. He's like, yo, if you came to my part of town, girls would love you. I'm like, why? What kind of a dude says that to another dude? Guys from Toronto. Oh yeah, it sounds yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, really? Like, yeah, the curly hair, I love it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, guys cool. from Toronto, like, can you fuck my girlfriend? Please. She needs to she see needs, what a real man can do. <laughs> She's been complaining. And uh actually everyone assumes, even people who don't know me, that it's a perm. I'm like, no, this is this That's is what he said when you walk yeah. in the studio, yeah, besides like it was not a perm, bro. Yeah, I thought you were rocking the perms, bro. No, no. Even my, I saw, I saw some uh, family yesterday for the first time in a little while, and they haven't seen my hair curly in a long time. My younger cousins were like, hey, you got a perm. I wanted to get one, too. I'm like, nope, this is real. And you don't understand what it was like growing up with it, so don't fucking go ahead and start doing that shit. People don't know. Women understand it more than most dudes, but, like, life with hair, like, different hair, how fucking weird, like, long hair, the ugly face, curly hair, the maintenance. There's a lot that goes into this. Oh my and God, some yeah. people can't handle it properly. Like we, like our buddy Alex, he refuses to wash his hair. 
<laughs> what was what was his uh? What did he tell you? How long has it been since he took a shower? Uh, I think took a shower. Now now, now it's uh, no. He he washes his hair, but without shampoo. I did that for a hair. long time. How do actually, you wash hair without shampoo? You just uh, wa- right it. I did. That oh, for you a mean long water? Time. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, I thought he doesn't wash at all. Well, no, but he lets the oils stay. Like he won't wash. Like sometimes he'll leave the oils. Like he explained to me, he's like I haven't washed my hair in like three weeks. This Look, I'm gonna say a something. A week ago, I've heard those things before too, because of shampoo, whatever. You should use better. There's, there's better shampoos out there. Waste some extra money. I've heard these rumors too about your hair, and they say the oils this and that. But I now I still do the same thing, bro. I can't. The only thing that could maybe happen is if I could tie it up. But I have to wash my hair every day. So I and I put shampoo and conditioner every day. I uh, I for when I had long hair, I never used shampoo ever. Uh, well, from conditioner. Point, I I would sometimes use conditioner as the towards the end. I started using less and less. Uh, the reason why was when I was on tour, I couldn't shower often. Like oh, once or maybe once, maybe once a week. I, I, I sometimes it was once every two weeks, just because. You're not always going to be at a hotel. It's a tour bus. There's no shower there. If you can, we were always going to go. But it was a difference between $10 for taking a shower or $10 for food. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was tight. And we were all fucking disgusting and filthy anyway. So it wasn't like you were the weird guy. It was like... You all just, reeked. Yeah, we all <laughs> fucking reeked. And what I did notice, though, was my hair was amazing every fucking day. Some people's hair yeah. is amazing. Like, Phil comment when I come out of the shower, people like my hair. But the thing is, I put shampoo and conditioner, and then I sh- and then I put the comb, yeah. so I don't have any knots, and I like it. Now I started putting some volumizing product in there too. So I never used any any hairsprays or gels or anything like that. So I started I, recently. I love it. I know. Now I do it too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I went after the tour. I was like, why am I washing my hair? I lo- it looks terrible every time I come. Like for the first couple of days, because I don't I didn't shampoo it every day to begin with. Um, like it looks terrible for like the first couple of days, and the third day it looks amazing, and then I shampoo it all out. So I stopped, and my hair always looked fuck. I never had bad hair days. It always looked really good. But when I cut my hair. I'm like, nah, like I feel like my hair is too short not to just not wash it. And then I started putting more product in it. And if you're going to put product, fucking wash it out. It's not yeah, meant yeah. to be there. It's not meant to be. You, yeah. you know what I don't like about my hair is that I don't like it flat. Yeah. So, because it's nice, it's good hair, but I don't like it if it's flat. So to avoid that now, I started, it's mostly for if I'm doing shows, I'll put the product. Uh, it was actually a, a girl who gave me the, the, she had sent me a message to tell me like, yo, I found this fucking product and it was, and I started buying it. It's a little expensive, but God damn, bro. It gives you that volume. Did you, do you blow dry your hair? I bl- this is what I do is I'll put it in and uh, it's like a mousse and then I'll blow dry, but lightly just so that it dries up a bit. And then I'll go, it's semi wet. And I go, I don't like to blow dry too much because uh, I, I feel like that's not good for the hair. It's not, but um, that will give you the volume you're looking for. If you're trying to do a blowout and whatever. Uh, I'm very careful. Cause I don't want to. I don't because I have good hair. I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. And shampoo, conditioner, whatever you could, it's not gonna fuck it up. It's cleans Man, it. That's fine. It, but if of, you blow dry it too much, bro, you'll burn your fucking hair. The amount of people I used to straighten it like every other day. Uh, the amount of people who told me like, oh, if you straighten your hair, your curls are gonna are gonna be fucked. I'm like, I straighten my hair for like fucking 13 yeah. years. My curls aren't not going anywhere. Yeah, most of this is genetics. Yeah. Like, like yeah, my yeah. mom had good hair her whole life. She has it like even now she still has good hair. So I, I get it from her. I think it's uh I think a lot of people could have a phenomenal hair unless it's like super super thin. Um, if you just think about it as like another part of your body, yeah, right. Take care of it. Take care of it. Uh, you. I mean, hey, if you don't wash your face, that's that's on you. But yeah, I'm, you're gonna I'm, have sits and you're gonna have open sores. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna have you know herpy mouth. You know, uh, so. dude, herpy mouth. That's not only is it painful. Apparently, there's a rise in herpes and other um, sexually transmitted uh, diseases because children, children, high schoolers now, refusing to wear condoms. Uh, well, that's weird. Yeah, 
I, we uh, went through the, like, my generation was, I don't know, maybe my friends were lying, but my generation were pan like, I would panic. I uh, Caught them for everything. Caught them if I'm looking at a chick, bro. I'm not taking any chances. They put the fear of God in us. Gonna you're going to get AIDS. You're going to get this. Sometimes. You're going to get... So, and this generation apparently doesn't give a fuck. They're like, fuck on them. That's stupid. Well, I mean, there's like, there's, there's the mouth herpes, right? There's like, mouth herpes. Can, there's vagina well, herpes. People get it from like playing uh, beer pong too. You can get it from anything. Anything. Yeah. So, I mean. Or you could get it from some uh, straw. Like you could get fucked over without even knowing it. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. just get a kiss from your aunt when you're five. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fucked up. It's fucked up, dude. And I mean, the other, the other herpes are like, hey, pop one on there. You know? That scares the shit out of me. Getting that? Getting, cause I don't know. Is my dick gonna fall off? Is it gonna burn? Am I gonna have trouble peeing? Uh, uh, okay, so I didn't know. I, I've known a few people who have had herpes, um, and the, the amount of the information that they get from their own doctors is fucking conflicting too. But uh, like, you can't get it if they don't have open sores. Uh, but you don't know if there's like a micro tear or something like that that can pass your blood onto you and whatever, and you can get it. It has to be blood on blood, or can it be blood on skin? Um, I'm I, I'm. But pretty sure it's blood on skin, or open sore on skin, because that's how you would pass it up. Because the membrane is super thin, um, and actually the roadie that I was talking about to you earlier, Jeff Hickey, the first time he had sex, he got herpes. Oh, poor guy, bro! What a <laughs> that says that the, out of all of the, that life that he's lived, the only regret he had was he got herpes. Um, and he's the one who told me a lot, like everything that I learned about. So what does herpes, that do? That just comes back, and you can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. You never can. And actually, for anyone listening. Uh, they don't, even if you go get your STD test, they won't test you for herpes unless you specifically ask for it because there's no cure. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But won't you know if you have herpes? Uh, so if you present symptoms, yeah. If you don't, you can still have oh, it. Oh, you can have herpes and just nothing ever happens yeah, to you? Yeah, you, you can be a carrier and not, um, and not present That's anything. awesome, bro. That's why whenever I did blood tests and urine tests, I asked for all the fucking yeah. tests. And, uh, and they're like, I've, sir, I've, you, you have everything. <laughs> But it's like a weird cocktail. None of it is manifesting because they're all fighting each they're other. They're all in your fighting system. each other, yeah. And he's like, it sounds like me. COVID never stood a chance against yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> It got in there. It's like, hey, it's her. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> but for real, I, I even had an argument with, uh, not an argument, like a discussion with a CLS senior. So I'm like, I want to be tested for it. She's like, well, why? Did you not use a condom? I was like, listen, there's sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Am I the best at this? Am I a terrible person? Yes, I am. So just fucking test me for yeah. it. I was like, well, the reason we don't test you for it is because there's, nothing, like, you no, do, there's nothing you could do. I was like, how come there's nothing we could stupid. do? Is that not suspicious? We're sending monkeys to the moon. There's antiviral medications that suppress it from presenting symptoms, which, well, like for the most part, 99% of the time, you won't transfer it to somebody if you don't have symptoms. I've learned all of okay, this. Look, from this, this is one interesting. Guy. I'm already, I'm, I love this science shit. I love this stuff. Yeah. This is the kind of well, shit I like to I learn. I had uh, an ex girlfriend that had uh, the, 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 she was born with it, though. So, did she have, what, maybe, what, maybe, maybe she was, but maybe it was Maybelline. <laughs> simplex one or two the yeah. mouth or the, you the know, mouth the, the mouth okay mouth. so yeah that that is super common there's, there's yeah, yeah, more people that you know with it than you actually realize by the way super common and well, i know a girl in high school who i remember it's funny because you realize later you're like oh fuck that was like a herpes thing you know whatever and we would share bottles straws yeah. or whatever but i got lucky dude i got no she's not supposed to share i got anything. some fucking bro i got some luck on my side i, I had an ex-girlfriend she had that she was born with it you know um it was rare. She, usually she got like an open sore when she was like super stressed out with school or whatever. But that happens to everyone. When I get like I, I get red. Uh, if no, I get no, super stressed lip. out, Her was on the lip. I, may I get here? No, these were open sores on the lips. Or, oh no, I don't have my, yeah, my yeah, lips don't yeah, cut. No, no, but yeah, when we get, yeah, you get pimples. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what happens to me when I go hot, cold sometimes? If I come out, like if I it's cold and I go in the heat or whatever, like I get these like little red spots. 
Really? Yeah, and then when I used to panic when I was here, I don't know like a hive. Like a hive. I get like hives and it'll go back down again. It's nothing crazy. But it used to bug the shit. I mean, I used to know when I'd go into a room or what, like it was cold outside, you know how you're all dressed up. And then it's like this weird, you're too hot or whatever. I would get these red dots and I used to always be like super self conscious about it. But people barely know, like, I only noticed it because I could feel it. But it's like, yeah, you're a little red. All right. What's the big deal? Yeah, me, me, I'd get the same shit on my hands when I'd get super angry. Oh really? Yeah. Really. You remember that time? Like, if I get really angry, my hands get like hives and super itchy. Oh yeah, he he, he gets like retard Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, He's retard. I've been I've been mad stressed. Uh, like b- before, like like crazy life events and stuff like that. And I've never really presented any symptoms like that, or at least not none that I was aware of. Um, but I guess going back to everything for like anything like STD related, right? Like there's so much conflicting information, even from like the doctors that speak to you that this is how I know that a lot of doctors are just fucking parroting whatever the fuck they read in, they in, do. When they Always. Were in, yeah, in school. Like you can't, like you can't even trust them because they weren't, they didn't study it. They you need just, an old doctor. You need a fight. You need, you a need an old guy old who's seen some shit and knows based on like, like anecdotal and evidence that he's seen everyone else. They like go, a specialist. Dude, I've been to a doctor here when I had my ankle problem. Bro, every doctor I saw, first of all, had weird uh, theories. One one was a waste of time. But one guy was young. I think he was a McGill student. Or in front of me, the guy was Googling. And then he told me to do what Google told him, but that's what I knew going in there. And I was like, bro, are you Googling my fucking ankle? He's like, yeah, yeah, you got to rest it and put ice and love it. And he's like, bro, I could see you. Like, this, it was sideways. I go, bro, I see that you Googled it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like, that's, that's the amount of doctoring I could have done. Modern medicine, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so no, but all that, you know why that shit scares me? Because it's something that, like, you don't know that you can get. Like, let's say if it's physical, like someone's going to punch you, you see a punch coming, right? Yeah. But you're not going to see AIDS, bro. <laughs> no, no, you won't see fucking That's AIDS. That's scary. And you don't even get I it think first. The mystery you get HIV. scares me. You get HIV first, and then the way you find out if you have HIV is you get sick all the fucking time, and so that it develops AIDS. So, like, oh. you, the only reason you go check for HIV is because, like, I'm always getting sick. Bro, he always gets sick. Phil, you, you think Phil has AIDS? Bro, Phil might have AIDS. No, you might have HIV. HIV is a oh, tax Phil maybe has HIV. Then it turns into. I don't AIDS, think yeah. he has AIDS. I think because he gets sick so often, he would have had AIDS by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had AIDS too. You bro. get progressively sicker because you're. But he said, "Didn't remember he told us on the morning show? He says I don't get sick all the time. He said it's because he has fucking sinuses. So anytime the weather changes, the guy's under the weather. Oh, okay. And he has you. kids. That's a small. And they always bring in, you know, kids. They will bring in parasites. Oh man, dude, working at the bar, I, I've been sick so often. A lot of kids do come in there. A yeah. lot, of, a lot of them do. You have yeah. no idea. That's why they keep olds. shutting you guys down. By the way, you got to start carding these child, <laughs> these children. <laughs> dude, you know how many times I cart people? And they're like, oh, they show me a photo. I'm like, I can't fucking accept the photo. Bring your passport with you. But you're not supposed to keep your passport on you. What kind of bullshit is this? That's true. The passport thing, they told me the same thing in Europe. I remember 2007 with Milton in Paris. The hotel guy, when we go to check in, he tells me, you got to leave your passports here with me downstairs. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, you you have to, while you're staying here, I have to keep your passports. And I said, no, you're not keeping you shit. Fucking are you crazy? I got my passport. I go, are you stupid? First of all, the embassy tells us don't give your passport to anyone. I'm going to give it to some random Algerian guy at the front desk. Are you fucked? No, fuck that. What if you, you're not here. What if you lose my passports? What, I can't fly home? Get the fuck In out of here. my head's like, why you want my passport, ass? Are you going to clone this and sell this on the black market or sell yeah. the real one and give yeah. me a clone? And if it's mandatory, how come I got away with not leaving it there? Yeah, it's not Bitch. fucking mandatory. Yeah. And so these kids walk in. It's like, I have, uh, I got my passport, but it's a photo of it. I'm like, I don't fucking know if you photoshopped this shit, man. But you uh, could tell if someone's a child. Uh, yes, you sometimes can. And that's why when I, I there's there's guys that will actually even tell by behavior. When I ask to see cards and everyone, there's the guys who will back up. 
And then the, the guys, the guys who are over eighteen, will like, oh yeah, here's my card. I'm like, I need to see his too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hands it to me. I'm like, dude, why did you hand me this? You know, you're not fucking eighteen. Bartholomew, uh, this is a black man. Uh, you're clearly <laughs> not a black man. Clearly isn't you. Um, I, I fuck, and I had something to tell you now about the the IDs. God damn it, I forgot. And it was a good one. It was a good joke. IDs. Uh, what are you gonna do, bro? I know, man. What about these well, bars, you know. I had something to say about carding. Poseidon, what was I thinking? Yo, that that'd be amazing. If let's see if this, let's see if he's a good enough producer. Uh, talk about <laughs> carding. Yeah, yeah. Keep it. Something's something's coming. Go carding. No, not carding. Um, carding. I know. Cardi being. No, no, no. Now you're making my mind fly away. Don't oh, bring it back. Thing. Bring a it passport. back. Uh, you're talking about your passport. Passport. Uh, yes. the, the guy wanted to hold your passport. We got past that. We that was a good story. That. Though. Uh, that's a good there story. Was something else about pa- uh, passports again. Something about children. I, 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 like, I saw I saw letting kids oh. come in. I figured it out. Uh, I know how we're old now. I saw a meme and I was like, fuck, that's correct. Someone got carded. Oh, but that was in your they thoughts. They barely even looked. <laughs> and they're like, uh, how do you know that I was a dog? I was like, I saw the 19 in front of your birthday. And then I realized, I go, oh my God. Holy fuck, that's true. Holy fuck. Bro, 1980s. Let me just say something. If I would tell you that there was a man born in the 1880s and in the 1920s he was fighting in the war, he'd be like, he's old sons of bitches. That's us. Yeah. That's us. We were born in the last oh. century, man. I was born in 86. It is now 2022. We were born in the last millennium. The last I'm millennium, 78 last century. years old or something. I'm very old. <laughs> 78 years old. I, I mean, was, I was yeah. born in the last century too, man. Three years away from you. The ni- 1990. Remember that last century was a good one. It was. We fucked it up. We had one last awesome decade for humanity. It was called the 90s. It was before technology became pop culture. It was before 9-11. Osama Bin Laden ruined it was, everything. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the iPod. It fucking ruined everything too. Think about it. Think about what defines the last, uh, the 2000s. You got fucking emos and iPods. Kanye West. God, fucking Kanye. And those sh- those shutter glasses that he had. I think 9-11. I keep saying it to people. 9-11 changed everything. It did. Uh, oh, it absolutely did. Oh my God, 100%. And yeah. then like, what else? Uh, like, uh, Apple was a huge part of that. Like the reason we have the data that- A huge Facebook part of 9-11? Inst- uh, yes. <laughs> 9-11 <laughs> every Steve year. Jobs. Well, why do you think that they release the iPhone every September? Oh, <laughs> I like where this is going. They commemorate the day. They do. I mean, come on, think Hassan about it. Jobs launched uh, <laughs> an attack on the American people. We all blame <laughs> Facebook for stealing our data, but who lets them do that? iPhones. They collect and the it. Government. They collect and the government. Yeah, the government definitely lets Fuck them the do government. That. Let's Fuck be honest about that. Fuck the government. All of them. There's no good government. Even I've never met a good government. I've never met one either. Even though I, I think there should be a governing body, like you know, to make sure that like roads are paved and whatever. But we keep saying that. But who's governing our roads? Aren't paved? Nothing. That's the problem. There's no good government. I think we just need more private industry. I think so. We need to find money to pay people to do shit. Because yeah. the government, we pay them with our taxes, but they don't do shit. They don't. I, I like for me. It was like if the road, if the concrete on the road, or sorry, the asphalt on the road is terrible because what of our winters. What am I paying winters, you for? Fucking develop a better asphalt and then sell it to the rest of the world. Like, so hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. You're telling me I pay the most taxes, right? We're in mm-hmm. Quebec. Mm-hmm. I don't have roads, the hospitals, the schools. Everything's fucked up. So where's this money going? And they're giving themselves raises. Man, there needs to be some oversight. Uh, oversight. I'm gonna get assassinated. Well, probably all will. Yeah. I've said the same shit. I fucking hate like there was like, even like, with COVID and whatever, the pandemic. Mm. What government was should have been in power? None of them. They're all saying the same thing. All of them saying the exact same thing. They would have done the exact same thing except for maybe 
not implementing a curfew. I think the Swedes were the best ones. They're like, fuck it, it happened. Fuck it. And they're taxed even more than we are. Yeah. But they're That's probably why. They're like, look, we took everything from these people. Because <laughs> I toured with them and I was complaining, like, Quebec, we get taxed so much. And they're like, mm, yes, yes, you you get taxed a lot, huh? And then I, I asked them, like, nonchalantly, what do you guys get taxed? They're like, 54%. I'm like, whoa. Imagine you get taxed 54% and at the end of the day, you still have to live in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also, dude, they, they protect each other. They, yeah. they That's why so many of the best content creators are from Sweden. Like music. PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Well, the Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Max Martin, who writes basically every good song you've ever Max heard. Max Martin has actually, let's talk about that. You're a music guy. This is good that you bring it up. It's something I've forgotten about. Max Martin, which is probably a fake stage name, has written probably every banger for the last fucking, what, 20 years for 30, everyone. 30 years, yes. Uh, what the fuck? Explain up. this. I wish I could, but I, I mean, I, I'm a big, big, big fan of Max Martin. Nice. He was actually... I don't a, even know what he looks like. I do. He's got, he kind of looks like you, but blonde. Oh, all right. He had a little bit of a shorter beard, but like Swedish you. Mm. And uh, he, he keeps Swedish more, P. Let's see this guy. Boom. Hey, he looks of, uh, like a mix you between... See that, you see that one with the... I the feel like I'm more right handsome. Now? He looks uh, disheveled. He's he looks old. like a mix. I feel like I have more life. It looks like a mix between you and uh, what was the psychologist's name we had on the French guy? Guillaume. Guillaume Dulude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Guillaume a, Dulude. He's Pantella's Dulude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a name. Yeah. What a name. Yeah, bro, look at that. So Max Martin started off in the 80s like hair metal bands, and then he, I don't know the transition, what happened there, but he started writing. Get him on the podcast. I'd love to. I'd but love he's to so, He's such a private guy. That's why he's very much like you. Very private. Um, he started out with uh, Ace of Bass and he made them blow up um, writing at the, the, the some of the, he writes the music for them and then what really made his name after that was the Backstreet Boys. God he wrote damn. he wrote the Backstreet Boys first album. That's why that uh, that was exactly how we explained to them how he wanted their sound to be was uh, and, Is, that, and then they did it? They, they did it and if you listen to the first Backstreet Boys album the one that was actually released the, the red cover that was what, what was that uh, what was that main the first Backstreet Boys song where they were like Come on now, everybody. The one with all the we glass around. We gotta going on for years. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember some of the lyrics, bro. That, like just get down, get, get down, down, and move yeah, it. All of that one. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! It was this son of a bitch. That that son of a bitch. And then he did Britney Spears. He did NSYNC. He did all of them. Basically, wrote every pop hit in the late '90s. Then it, the 2000s came. And he moved away from the boy, the boy bands, and started working with like Katy Perry. And he's had enough of the boys. And what really, when you start really seeing his power, was Taylor Swift dropped her first album. Everyone loved. Oh my gosh, she wrote it herself, but it wasn't a number one. She didn't have a number one hit, so she went to Max Martin, and that's how she started getting the number one hits. Now everyone goes to him. The weekend, every major artist that you've ever heard of in the last fifteen years has gone to him for their number one hits. What's your theory? Do you think he may be a uh, witch? Um, no. Yes. No. I mean, battling in my head. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, he says that he writes, uh, he starts off writing a song with the melody first. So he says, like, if you're going to write a great song, you need to have a, a phenomenal melody. And, he, and then he'll try to find words that fit that melody. Yeah. He also says there's words that, are, that matter there that in the sense of the flow of the song. He also has like, it's, a, it's like a song factory. He, has, he works with a couple of people and they'll work out songs and better melodies and better lyrics that just keep reiterating. And he knows- I want to meet this wizard. He knows how to develop an earworm that lasts, not just for- Those three and a half minutes. Yeah, for, for a lifetime. Like we all remember the Backstreet Boys songs. Yeah. You know, um, we all I want to forget the Backstreet Boys, but I want to remember their songs. I love them. I love them. I, I love never everything was, ever done. I have. Uh, I had friends that I played hockey with that uh, still, I guess, to this day, were obsessed with the the, the Backstreet Boys. And I was like, "Bro, you're a dude banging chicks. We didn't listen to the Backstreet Boys, but they loved them." 
Uh, they love boy bands. I missed. I I love music. I like melodies, but I miss that. I don't like like I don't hate, but I I don't care about boy bands. I never got into boy bands. They just bug me. So like uh, I think the whole I'm a I'm a dude who bangs chicks and I fucking love the Backstreet Boys. I, will, I, I never said it on. was gay. I I don't think they, no, they sing you about said women. Your friends were like they're dudes who bang chicks. I'm yeah, like, I'm a dude who bangs. Yeah, chicks. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it just did it. Oh yeah, I get I get why it sounds like it. Yeah, I just mean like because you're banging chicks, you'd think you would have more of like a hardcore, like maybe you'd like more rap or more rock and roll because you're doing that kind of stuff. Them, it feels like they're children. They're like, can you read my letter? That's what I meant. Not that <laughs> yeah, you don't like yeah. women. I mean like it, it's like you're pre bang. So, I thought once you start banging women, you got to start listening to adult music. I, I think when I was 16, I was definitely like, I, I didn't let people know that I really enjoyed that. Uh, but like as, an, as a, a musician who just loves music regardless of genre and who doesn't really, I know why there's labels for them, but I, regardless of the lyrical content, the music and the melodies are phenomenal. Like you, you can't have a, a career as a songwriter who has more number one hits than any like than the beat than the Beatles and any any great artist that you can ever think of, he has more number ones than him. Ariana than Grande, huh? Yeah, he writes for everybody. Yo, Ariana Grande, everybody. let's be honest, top notch, bro. She is a top notch. Top she notch. Is. She's a good singer, and he's gotten better at writing songs that are more that stand the test of time. I, I believe. If and, you never heard Ariana Grande's voice and you just see her, you would think that they're lying. That it's oh, not the same absolutely. person. Absolutely. It's like she, they squeezed her all the way up. I don't understand how that's fucking possible. I'm, like I said, they squeeze her and all the way up. She does it without the, like, the auto-tune shit. She just has like a fucked up, crazy good voice. She does. Yeah, yeah. you develop it over years. It's a lot of practice. They are all auto-tuned, but it's, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that when you take it away that it's I've all I've seen her sing in front of me. She She's good. fucking good, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, all, they're all great. And yeah. the, that's the other secret sauce. She has a nice mom, this. by the way. What do you mean? Her mom's like a fucking cool person. Oh, you met her? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, her mom's really cool. nice to me. Her mom's so, uh, yeah. The other secret part of the sauce is you need great artists as well to kind of help push these songs. You can't just be like a nobody and have a Max Martin song and then suddenly you're somebody. Like you need to be the other Joan Grande, huh? That's her. And, she looks uh, like a nice the, woman. The, yeah. She looks like she'd invite you over for food. Super nice lady. Yeah, she was the, uh, yeah. Where did you meet her? Uh, when, like I, when I was at the American Music Awards in 2014, she was uh, like the only person backstage that wasn't like one of these stars or whatever. And she was fucking super nice. We just had a conversation. I don't know who she was. And she was just telling me like, uh, oh, we should soak it in. You know, it was like a cool moment and shit. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking fun. And we were talking about stuff. And then I realized after who it was. Dang. That it was her, her mom, yeah. Yo, I, it, she kind of looks like uh, Edna Mode <laughs> from The Incredibles. From The Incredibles, yeah. Nice, super nice lady. I'm telling you, her mom was uh, like a like a cool ass lady, yeah. I, um, it reminds me of a story when I met uh, Skrillex's brother. Nice dude. Nice, really nice dude. Small guy. Looks very much like him, but like a like a compressed, like a pop vinyl of him. Like, Wait, Skrillex <laughs> still has like, he had that fucked up hair in the glasses, no? Yeah, he had yeah, the yeah, fucked yeah. up hair in the glasses. He had the fucked up hair, no, no glasses, smaller guy. I met him at Nam in, uh, in I met him in Nam. In Nam. Uh, in grab me some water? Oh, that's what you wanted. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I met him there and I was talking to him for a while and then someone's like, yeah, that's Skrillex's brother. I'm like, that's his brother? He's like, Thinking about him, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> He's Skrillax. Skrillax. <laughs> he also does music too, but like, I'm good. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, you meet some people and you're like, oh, I didn't know you were that guy. I want to meet this guy. I want to meet this Maxim so Martin guy. I yeah. would love to just like, hey, how can I make my music better? Like, I want what what what's the tip that you give me other than just start with a melody? Because mm. sometimes I I, I'm I just want to talk to him about like what was the first, what was his breakout like. You know that moment, the first song that mm. ended up turning into a hit, that moment in his head when it clicks, like, oh, this is a banger. Like little things like that, how do you get into it? I'd love to to pick this guy's brain. Uh, I I would love to have a conversation with him, like one-on-one -on -one and see, like, his, how do you go from writing hair metal songs that didn't do anything to, like, 
defining pop music for like, generations of people. And he's still doing it. He's still he's still doing it, and to the highest level. So what do people do? They call him and they go to his house. Well, yeah, I mean now he's like he, I don't know if they would go to his house, but I'm sure that the way that it would function is you guys are laughing, but a lot of these dudes from 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 the people I spoke to, they actually go to each other's house. Yeah, they do. I I don't know if that's exactly it sounded the way like it works. I was joking Poseidon, but it's not like you know how we have the studio here. It's a studio. Yeah. They have a lot of their studios in, in their, their homes. homes. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, that Unless might be they were like lying that, to me. But <laughs> from, Stay away from me, bro. What I would imagine is um, you have a, a record label like Sony, like Universal, like any of the big big three um, have has this artist. So anyone that's already famous, you know, you have your Lady Gaga, your Taylor Swift, your The Weeknd or whatever, and they're not doing the numbers that they were supposed to be doing. They're still high. They're still really super popular, but they don't have, they're missing that extra secret sauce to make them who they are, to help define their sound way more than what it currently is. And yeah. they would put them in contact, like, we're going to get you Max Martin. Um, and How much does he cost? Like a million dollars a song? I'm sure it's a percentage of, uh, like, he would take all the songwriting credit uh, that he absolutely does. And, and that's crazy they would probably pay him. Yeah, yeah, well, his, absolutely. His net worth is $260 million. You know what? I'm so proud of him. Me too. He hasn't robbed anyone. He made all that money by creating shit. Good for him. He should be worth more. I think he. I. I, I think he should be worth more. I think he should have a lot more. Um, I guess if he fame, wasn't in Sweden, because you know? he gave half his money to these goddamn Swedes. That's why he would have been worth fucking <laughs> well, ha half a billion. He's like when people say like all oh, the music is written by a committee. These assholes are writing the same shit. Really, it's Max Martin they're talking about, and he doesn't no, no, write no, the no. same song. Because yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is they're talking about that for pop in general. Yeah, but it's not all of them that are bangers. He's the one writing the ones that you fucking shake your head to. Absolutely. Well, even then, the, the, anyone who doesn't like pop music is going to be talking about the stuff that is bangers. They're going to be talking about, like, they always bring up the Britney Spears and the fucking... Yo, the Britney, are we going to lie? Britney Spears doesn't have bangers? She had so many she fucking... She had so many bangers, and there's still bangers today. Toxic is still Mama, a song I'm people I'm in think love about with the criminal. The, the, I've always said they should have done that with the Eminem criminal song. Someone needs to make a remix. I'm sure there's someone who does it on TikTok for sure. Let's do that shit. It's going to be gangster. You know, like, actually, like, Max you Martin feel is... Me? I feel me? I'm it. the Max Martin of this podcast right now. You absolutely are. I told you. I told you. look like him, man. You, like, just like you're the Canadian Greek version of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, that would be a cool... Yeah, but she has so many bangers. Toxic is still a sick song. Uh, her first one there that, that went crazy, Hit Me Baby One More Time. Yeah. That's still a fucking... That, if you I, hear it, I, it's stuck in your I, head all day. I think it was him that wrote it. Oh, if it was it him. It was him that wrote it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy launched the career of many a ladies. Yes, he has. And like, so if you think about like the 80s, songs that really come out of the, the 80s, like one of them that is, that is huge, that still transcends generations, living on a prayer. He writes stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Like, whoa, we're halfway there. Everyone gets whoa. into it. Imagine he, he wrote that. That would have been sick. But like, that's kind of what he's doing with yeah. all these music, uh, with all, the, all of these artists. Yeah, he wrote Baby One More Time in 98. Yes. <gasps> he did. I Want You Back. He wrote that for NSYNC. I want you. Oh, I was thinking about the, the back. You're tearing up my heart. He wrote that shit too. Tearing Told up you. my heart. He's written everything that wow. you've ever liked. Go down, go down. <laughs> no, I'm look, so look curious. at this list of what he's written, bro. Everything you've ever liked was written Hold on, you're going too fast. I can't read oh, any sorry, of this I'm shit. Sorry, okay, okay. Uh, Start off with Ace of Base. Okay, so artist, uh, da, 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 da. what is that? What does it say? Help, Herbie, Herbie, yay! I don't know. I'll go down. Right, Backstreet Boys. You see? Yeah, Backstreet Boys. Let's see. Nobody but you. I remember that. What's that one that you highlighted? Quit playing games. Oh, that's huge. Quit playing games. My heart. That was huge. I want to be with you. I don't remember that. Nobody but you. I remember that. We've got it going on. I don't remember that either, but I wasn't a big Backstreet Boy guy. You but got it going on for days. I never heard it. It, it depending on where the album was released. I would have to name. hear it to tell you. Let me see. Hold on. What's uh, Leela K? I don't know what that is. Backstreet Boys again. This guy's not stopping. No, he did the actual as album that dropped. As long as you love me, I remember that song. 
What else do we have? Let's go down. Brian Adams. What do you write there for Brian Adams? Uh, before the night before is over. Before the night is over and cloud number nine. Cloud oh, number nine was shoot. huge in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, that was huge. I didn't even know he did Brian I Adams. Want, I want you back and turn up my heart. Yeah, okay. Go go down. Go down. Uh, Backstreet Boys, I want it that Okay, that's way. enough of the Backstreet Boys. Let's see what he wrote for Britney Spears. <laughs> Be, uh, Everything. Uh, drive me crazy. I will be there. Me crazy. I just, I just can't, can't sleep. sleep. Yeah, remember that. Fuck. Well, this guy's good at getting in your head. Celine Dion. Oh, what song? That's the way it is. I, uh-huh, I know that was uh-huh. a big I, I can't remember it, it though. I don't remember it at all. Uh, bon Jovi. What do you write for Bon Jovi? It's my, it's what? My I don't get know the that. fuck out of no here, bro. He get the life. fuck out. That's the same guy that wrote all this have, shit. Have you it's, se- my, it's now or never, right? Have, yeah, another song that transcends you, generations. Have you seen the Indian uh, remix? Yeah, yeah of, of course. It's hilarious. <laughs> Watch. See, Britney Spears. What do you write for again? Stronger. Yeah, but Stronger was a good was a big one. Uh, Lucky, where are you now? Girl in the mirror. Toxic. Oh, girl in the mirror. I think I remember. Do toxic. Hero. Toxic. Do I see toxic there? I'm pretty sure. Probably another toxic. album. Yeah. Because it's going by years and shit. Lambretta. Okay. Def Leppard. Unbelievable. You wrote. Wait, wait, wait. That one wasn't a very good uh, big one. That was on X. Okay. Okay. Or ten. Go basically, down. Fuck, bro. This is this yeah. is so impressive. Yeah. These are all the bro Celine Dion again. All these people. And he just keeps know. getting better and better. Like the weekend's yeah. last album, he was a big Don part FM? already. Yes. Oh, oh I love Don FM. And the one blinding lights. For the weekend. For the weekend, I love the weekend. He wrote, bro, he wrote, How Do I Make You Love Me? Take My Breath. Sacrifice. Take Don't, my breath. Don't break my heart. Less sacrifice. I love sacrifice. I'll listen to it yeah. on the way here. Phantom Regret by Jim. Phantom Regret is the one that I was playing uh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, bonus yeah. tape that you like. Yeah. And uh, 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 on After Hours, uh, oh, you write Hardest to Love, Scared to Live, Every Single Lights, In Your Eyes, and Save Your Tears. Every single. All the bangers, bro. Ah, I told bro. you. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna get to that level where it's like, now he's writing masterpieces with these people. That's yeah. God damn. Especially for like the weekend, he already had. A, uh, he was already a phenomenal songwriter, and then he add, you add in that secret sauce. You're you're writing masterpieces that transcend generations for the rest of time. He wrote "Lust for Life." Yeah, bro. With That's the, a good fucking song. Yeah, I love that song. Fuck, bro. Yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. Oh, bro, he was on Starboy too. With what did he write? What did he write on Starboy? Rockin', Love to Lay, A Lonely Night, and Ordinary oh Life. Oh, my God. He wrote, bro, or, I, love bro, I love Ordinary Life, life bro. I love that album, man. Oh, I love that album. fuck. Oh, yeah, that whole album. Bro, Starboy, I love. Uh, Starboy is one of my favorite albums yeah. ever. I love the That's song. Wild. Yeah, Starboy. I'm a motherfucking Starboy. I love that song. So House of Balloons, like, I, I like. Uh, House more, of Balloons was so good. More than anything that The weekend's done. And I love his shit. But for some reason, that brings me back to a different time. I guess nostalgia too. Mm. I love that shit. I, when I first found out, the, uh, uh, when I first got into the weekend, it was like 2015. So I, I kind of went backwards after that. Bro, I was an Starboy early dropped. adopter. Yeah. I was an early adopter over the weekend. He knows this. I introduced the, you know, there was two people that I could actually say I introduced to a lot of people around me. The weekend and Lionel Del Rey. And I still like them to this day. It yeah, was yeah. right before they popped off. Man, I introduced more of the Swedish bands to people, but like I, I when I got into the weekend, it was because Starboy dropped, and I like I fucking love this. Um, this it was is way so way good. before, and it was uh, I forgot it was because of the internet that I got. There was a song he had in Montreal. There was like all kinds of songs that he had that were. I think he has a song they, called they Montreal. Went, uh, probably yeah. that. Yeah. They all went on House of Balloons. I think some of those tracks. Anyways, and it was right before he had like real radio play, and then when I knew he popped off, it's because I kept pushing him on people for months or a year, and nobody gave a shit. And then one of his songs was on the radio. Maybe it was 28. Maybe it was House of Blue. One of them was on the radio, and it became a banger. And then my friends yeah. that w- didn't want to get into him, 
Like, yo, you heard this? I go, I fucking told you this a year ago. <laughs> I've been telling you this yeah. for years. Lana Del Rey, same thing. It was early <laughs> that I had listened to her. And I, I, it was because of the internet, bro. You'd get some certain, like, you know, um, you could get some bands or people that, and they gain traction. Yeah, YouTube helped a lot back, especially like 10 years ago or even more so when the when the weekend dropped House of Balloons, like 2011 or whatever. He really knew what he was doing. Plus, he networked super well in the States. and You that, know who I liked but didn't pop off yet? And I've liked her since 2014 around. Uh, Banks. Yeah, you've mentioned her before. Yeah, I think and she hasn't popped off the way she should. I like her, but she needs like a Max Martin. She to needs help like her. a Max Martin or like a different publishing. I don't know what the fuck she needs, but she's good. She uh, some people just yet. like um, even if you're signed into a label, if uh, if the, your management or the label just isn't, they don't really vibe with you in that certain way. Like they want to help you, but they're not. You know, it's not like hey, let's go have some fucking drinks. You're just not going to be able to do very much. Hit up Banks. Check out Banks, bro. She's this nice fucking girl. Tyra Banks? No, no, just Banks, not Tyra Banks. But Tyra, everybody knows Tyra, Tyra Banks. Banks. Is, she's not a. <laughs> <laughs> click who's, on. who's Tyra Banks again? Just click on that. Banks. She's Listen, an actress. Yeah. Is she an actress or model? Banks. She just, acts too, just huh? Banks. Oh. Just Banks, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just put artist. Yeah, Banks, Banks artist. Music, yeah. That's also probably why her name is. Ah, uh, that's actually true, yeah. yeah. Banks like, musician. There she is. Like your name really does mean something. Like the band that's like Chuck Chuck Chuck. It, good luck. Google doesn't yeah, know. That's I like her, dude. She's fucking good. I, I check think, out her yeah. songs. Check out her. Uh, I'll tell you what's. I'll tell people what's good so they could check out. Begging for Thread is a good song. You know. Also, another thing that like people don't realize in, in the music industry is if if you're not uh, if you're not at the, uh, a name that people are t is on people's lips all the time, you, uh, the you get forgotten. Not yet. You get forgotten, but like the people that are going to help build you or your name are like the Spotify uh, hit makers, well, Spotify hit makers, the people who, who curate Spotify playlists, right? And the people who create these playlists away from Spotify. And sometimes they're just, they're looking for not even good music. They're just looking for a good story behind it and the artist. And that makes sense. But a lot of these songs are, they're good, but they're not stuff that's going to become like Don FM. Yeah. You know oh, 2014 I mean? is when her first album dropped. Goddess. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was. Good. What Click label is she on? Click on it. Yeah. What are you looking for? Sorry. Her uh, label. Her label. Like, on I, the right. I see the label. Uh, label, but on, I. Uh, Harvest. Yeah, that's probably why it's not. Harvest a, it's not Records a, is the British American record label. Fuck, she's yeah, good, it's, bro. It's, she it's deserves more. One. I'm telling you, she deserves more exposure than she has. She should. She's very good. I think someone like you can probably help with that. And you know what? Also, TikTok. Like, if you have one song that just blows Bangs up or, on TikTok, uh, yeah. yeah. Who's that Filipino broad that uh, became famous off because of TikTok? Doja Cat music. was definitely one of them. Doja Cat. I don't know if she's and, Filipino. Uh, no, I don't no, think no. she's Filipino. I think Doja Cat said a lot of shit about black guys. She was making fun of black people at one point or some shit. Her, her she, song she blew up on TikTok. She likes to be called the. Uh, she said at some point, I don't know if she was joking, but I think she said she liked being called the N-word while getting fucked. Oh, that's her thing. That's none of my yeah, business. Shit. I, mean, I, I think that's, oh, what, that's she what she said. Yeah, that's what she oh, said. Oh, then fuck the internet, bro. She didn't do anything wrong. That's up yeah. to her. I, I think she's still I think she's still doing pretty well. Uh, no, no, Doja Cat's doing very well. well. Yeah. yeah, very well. Yeah. I, I know, like, I don't know what she looks like, and I don't know any of her songs, but I know she exists, so she's, yeah, she if, exists. If she's permeated my mind. She's yeah. definitely a human being, you know? Yeah. It was the Bitch I'm a Cow song that made her famous. I'm Wait, a, you tried I, to tell me about that a while ago, and I didn't care. I remember the other one that was. I did a guitar uh, solo over it like a couple of years ago when it was on the radio and shit. But, um, but Banks is, and there's a couple. I'm trying. I'm forgetting now, obviously, because I want to bring them up. But there's all kinds of. Yeah, um, it's like when you go look for your favorite bands, you forget who who you like. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Bella Porch. She, who's, who's she that? became famous apparently from TikTok. Good for her. 
Yep, yep. TikTok is the new MySpace. That's what we were missing for a long time was a MySpace that broke people's like art careers. Break new artists. Because yeah. you, you know what I noticed in speaking about all this is what happens a lot is you get these artists, you get talented people. It happens in Montreal a lot. Whether they're comedians, singers, they don't... The talent part is there. But they don't have access to the right people to give them that one shot to go in the mainstream. And then they just get buried. Yeah, because it's like I said earlier, the gatekeepers for all that have no fucking talent. Yeah. They don't know. They, they like what they like and they think, well, because I, I'm i very good at this, I know what I'm looking at. You don't fucking know shit. Some of the best fighters in history are terrible, the worst coaches ever. Yeah. Like, you, just because you might have been okay as a musician does not mean that you can spot what people want to hear now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's another thing is the now. Yeah. Now is different. Like, I see a lot of young comics. Like, now I was uh, over the weekend, I saw a bunch of good comics, younger comics that are doing it that I like. I was like, oh, fuck. But in the back of my mind, I have one fear for them. It's like, what are they going to do in Montreal? If we don't fight to build a scene for them where they can make money, the talent's going to go nowhere unless they leave, which The sucks. amount of fucking people I talk to that are away from Montreal or even some, some like, from Quebec will be like, yeah, but it's Montreal. You should be, you should, there should be people there. I'm like, no, just because it's a metropolis does not mean we have an industry here. And we don't. What no, we record don't. labels here other than Atlantic? And Only what French, does Atlantic baby. Do? That's why I'm in the French scene. There's Only a whole French. industry. Yeah. They respect the arts. They do. And every time I come in, we fucking talk about this because it hasn't changed. Yeah. And the Anglophones are just so far up their own fucking ass about who they, it's like a prestige thing that they, I'm going to help you build this band up. And they always pick Really shitty derivative bands, like yeah. generic as fuck. Yeah. That you go south to the, to the United States, like nobody fucking likes them. There, there's, it's no really, substance. It's really true with fucking. I'm international. It's what Billy Bob Thornton said on that show. He's like Canada. It's like mashed potatoes without the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I like Billy Bob Thornton, by the way. Yeah, he's he's I'm, a motherfucker, bro. This guy he doesn't a give a fuck. That's why, like, but I I I feel like what he was saying there is like, yeah, all you jackasses, you gatekeepers, and fuck. That's what you. That's what you're looking for. You're just looking for mashed potatoes. You don't have the gravy there. Yeah. And why? Who blew up? Who have you decided blew up south of of Montreal? Like the only band that I think, well, one of the few bands that I think really should have a way more international presence, Billy Talent. They're, they're not from Montreal. No, no, but Canada. But they're oh. so big here, but nowhere else. Really? I didn't know they were not big anywhere else. I, I, I thought Billy Talent was a big band, like Avenged Sevenfold. No, not not even close. They're they're of that level uh, in the sense of like people here know them. I have not heard their songs, I can tell you right now, honestly, in years. But just because you mentioned the name, tracks are coming in my head. Billy Talent was good. You know, Billy, Billy Talent's one of those bands where you feel shoulder. like, yeah. yeah, they were a good fucking band. Billy Talent is one of those bands that you think that you haven't heard music in years, and then you sing a new song, you're like, yeah, I know that song. That it, oh, maybe, yeah, because right, the right. Reckless Paradise dropped uh, last year, and, and I thought I'd known heard... it for years, and it's like really? no, and it's a, it's still a phenomenal song. They're just one of those bands who always writes phenomenal music that you think you've already heard. Billy Talent was talented, obviously, and uh, I, it's in the name. Uh, I thought that they were bigger than what you just told me, so this is a shocking surprise. It makes me angry. I should be managing that band. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold was the band I always liked. My favorite band of all time. I, and you know why I like them? I'll tell you why I like them. Because it was they came out, for me at least, at a point where anyone that was trying to do heavy metal at the time wasn't doing it right. Or, or, or it felt fake and cheap, or they were doing the... And you couldn't understand what they were saying. And I mean, I wanted melody, but I wanted skill too, and I wanted to understand the lyrics. And then these fucking guys came out. They were young. They were hungry. Uh, they had good melodies. They were bangers, you know, and they were heavy, but they were also fun. They were young guys just fucking around. And I was like, fuck, I like these guys. And Man, yeah. the, the story on that one, because like, they're absolutely my favorite band of all time. I love ACDC. Got a tattoo right here. 
Of a lightning bolt. For ACDC, bolt. yeah, the middle of uh, the slash, basically. Oh, I didn't understand. I thought you were just into electricity. Yeah, uh, that too. Uh, yeah. But um, I like to shock myself <laughs> on the nips. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, AC, that's for ACDC. Uh, but Avenged Sevenfold is my favorite band ever. And they were they started out as one of those, uh, the metalcore band. Like, um, and when they were transitioning to like the City of Evil album, the one that blew them yeah, up, yeah. that was also a story of they got help from friends. Where they were already signed, they were they they had a pioneering album that's like uh, for metalcore. It, it's one of the ones that's a classic. That's what it's called, metalcore. When metalcore, they yell into yeah. the microphone, yeah. Uh, it, it, they, what they're waking the fallen album is definitely one of those like big four of albums for that era. Like it, it, it was one of the things that helped make the the, the genre bigger. Uh, Trey was another one of those, and whatever bullet for my Valentine later on too. But in two thousand five, they had released CD of Evil, and that was a complete. Drastic change was traditional heavy metal, fucking double kick everywhere, guitar solos all over the place. I loved it. So it, my favorite album of all time, City of Evil. But uh, the reason why it became what it was, and what people say, oh, they started writing radio music. There's the only radio song on that album is "Seize the Day," and that's not what broke them. Seize the day. Yeah. What broke them was Backcountry. And if you listen to yes. it like that, Backcountry's not a fucking single. It's got no. kick. It's got double kicks all over the place. Staccato riffs. It, it doesn't make any sense that it blew up. And didn't reason, Bad Country have a video? It was the and best video ever. It was the chicken. Ever. Oh, dude, all oh, <laughs> memories are coming back. I have a story about that, and I can't wait to yeah. get to it. Uh, so Backcountry was uh, put on TRL, and that's where they blew up. The reason it got on TRL is because Avenged Sevenfold was, at the time, and I think they still are, super, super close with Good Charlotte, who was international oh, famous. Sleeping with everybody, dating everybody. Eat Entertainment Tonight would talk about Good Charlotte. And they have like matching tattoos and everything. That's how close they were. And Good Charlotte went to, who's the guy who fucking did TRL? Who was that, the, the, the main guy on TRL? Uh, uh, fuck. TR, can you check up who did TRL? Like Total Request Live? He he was he was just famous in his own right oh, too. Fuck what the fuck! Oh, uh, uh, this says technology. No no TRL is. show. Total request live. Yeah I see right there. TRL host. Type in TRL host. Carson Daly. Carson, fuck, Car bro. Why, why was it so far I away? I know. Man? It was such a name you heard Sit all the time. Sit me next to Carson Daly and Fred, Fred Durst. Durst. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. That, he was yeah. in Eminem raps, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, Good Charlotte was huge on TRL, and they, they asked him, he was like, yo, can you, play this, can you play this video for them? And it blew up. The song went to number two, and that's what gave them their career. Was Shout that. out to Good Charlotte for doing a good Samaritan type of thing. Yeah, that's help your friends. Because now Avenged Sevenfold is one of those like acts that like help carry the flag for heavy metal. And after that, they had their career and they were able to branch off. And everyone followed them after the bands that were metalcore. Most like stop. They got songs in Madden. I remember they after they do. made some bank, baby. They need for Speed. And so I, here's the story I want to tell you. I fucking hated Avenged Sevenfold. Hated them. Uh, when I was in high school, because I associated them. Because they were out them. of the closet? Is this a homophobia type of Absolutely. Story? I don't like your attitude, sir. Well, listen, you're going to have to deal with it. You, you leave, invited me here. You leave that homophobia you, at you the door invited when you come me in here. here. Well, what are you talking? Poseidon, look at him. Yeah, he's a walking homophobia. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I was... So you didn't like him because the metalcore stuff like me? No, not at all. I didn't ever even heard them. It was because I associated them with guys who would like pick on me. And they all had, they wore the regal, all the merch, dude, fucking sevenfold everywhere, hats, sweaters. They were huge fans. I later on, and they would pick on them. you? Yeah, just For because what? I was a fat guy in high school. You know, you know their names, you know where they are now. Yeah, I'm friends with some of them. <laughs> I'll go to your friends with because if you want, Poseidon could. Uh Besides, I could get some payback for you. Oh shit! I, I got I got my own form of payback later yeah. on, okay. so it's all good. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, you bang their girlfriends? 
Oh, twice. Nice. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I became uh, just a better person than they were in life. Because Poseidon will have them needing to make their apartments wheelchair accessible, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, then I, uh, I got some people. I got some names. I got some names, man. I got some bullies I never <laughs> got to. I got <laughs> so, no, no. I just, like, I succeeded in life is basically how I got in it. Success is the best form of the revenge. Best. That's yeah, what I said. So um, I hated them. And then I remember I was coming home from work, uh, my, one of my first jobs at Scores. My cousin was driving me home. And I, all I heard was this line. The music was really low because my cousins were talking. And I, all I heard was a line was, uh, too many doses and I'm starting to get an attraction. I'm like, fuck, that's a really good line. So I remember, I, I'm like, I've got to remember this. I want to Google it when I get home. And I didn't ever Google lyrics at the time. I just decided I'm going to do that. There was something about it that There you was like, something about it. The one band that I always fucking said I hated it was Avenged Sevenfold. Like, I fucking hate the stupid name. Who the fuck are these guys? You need to like ACDC. You need to like Metallica. You need to like fucking Guns N' Roses. You can like all of those. I know. I, and the, the irony of it is I like them all way better now. <laughs> uh, I like Sevenfold way better. And uh, all so, of those, the other ones, yeah. And those are my, my still my bread and butter. So I went home, Googled it, saw that it was Backcountry. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Avenged Sevenfold. And I don't know why, but I, I kind of matured in that instance. I'm like, let me let me go check out what the song is. I like the line. I, I can't say that they're full of shit all the way. I put the music video on. The intro started. I'm like, this fucking drummer does way too many things on the goddamn snare. But by the end of the song, I, I was they were my favorite band. The guitar solos, the way they were fucking ripping it in there. And the, the look of like, yeah, you love this shit. Came yeah, out yeah, I was yeah. Like, this is, I've been waiting for this. I've been fucking waiting for this. Yeah, they're and, a good fucking band, dude. Yeah, and really, it's uh, my my whole viewpoint of like writing music changed what that this one fucking album. I didn't I didn't stop listening to it. I haven't stopped listening to it. It's my favorite album of all time. And I fucking I set them up there with Eminem and Elton John and everything in terms of. What are you googling? The Dark Horse always wins by Lucifer. Think, what is think, it? No, no, I think that was. Uh, I don't know what you're looking for, Posey. Avengers. The Avengers. Oh uh, yeah, they have this song that I like. That's not that's not a song by them. Are you sure? Absolutely. I've never. I was about to say, bro. Maybe it's new shit. I, never I, heard. I have their. Or, uh, I have their B sides. Uh, I have everything. Hail to the king. I Hail like. to the king. Yeah. yeah. Hail yeah. To the king. Are you maybe, talking, I, maybe I'm confusing bands or something. Uh, I'm trying to think of what uh, what song. Oh, you're confused, all right. Yeah. What uh, Crimson? No, it's not Crimson Day. You wouldn't know Crimson Day. The uh, other single. Blue Saracano. I don't know. I don't know. Blue Saccharine. Saracano. Saracano. It, it sounds like uh, something you you spread over chicken. Uh, Shepherd of Fire is that whoa, what you're talking whoa, whoa, whoa. about? Are you talking about Shepherd of Fire? That's a good song. I fucking love that song. Maybe I don't know, but the, they have some good stuff. These guys are they, they still, still around? Do. Yeah, they're still around. Uh, the last album came out in 2016. They were surprise dropped it. They were trying to. They're, they were actually trying to turn like heavy metal into more of like that hip hop type of thing where people are actually excited for new releases. Yeah. Um, didn't really work as well as I thought it would, but I love that album. Explain I thought it was that amazing. to me a bit, what you just said about how people are excited <laughs> about new releases for hip-hop, not metal. Like, what's the difference? What's the release schedule like? Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you why. It's because hip-hop... Because I steal a lot of ideas from other, like, um, mediums, the way they drop shit. Like, you see the yeah. podcast intros and stuff. Other podcasts won't do it. I'll have longer intro. Like, I'll do little things with the music yeah. with fucking Critical Ashamed. Like, I'll do other things because I'm like, no, this other medium will do it on TV. This would work or on radio. This would work. So I kind of mash them together. That I think yeah. that's a brilliant idea. I, I try to do the same things too. And Sevenfold is the only one trying to push a needle. And, re and here's what I personally believe. You, Whoever's listening, you can fucking come fight me for it. I don't give a fuck. All right. But uh, metal is full of elitists. And hard rock is almost the same type of thing, but they don't want things to change. They want oh, it to okay, stay okay. the same. 
Like they they still want albums, even though no one's fucking. Where, where, give someone a CD. Where are you gonna fucking play it? Yeah, right? that happened. Poseidon. I gave him a floppy disk, and he the, panicked. Yeah, and the guys who identify, panic. <laughs> <laughs> you panicked. Wow, I've never what am I seen doing with this dude. Bro? His oh, eyes no. were bulging, and he. This is literally him. He's like, what, what, what do we do with this? Yeah, I was like, well, I was you laughing. put in the computer. The, the files are there, and then he did this. Like, put it in what? Put it in what? <laughs> what is this? It's just one eye pops. Just like, it's, a, it's a floppy disk, bro. Just pop it in your fucking computer. He's like, what? what, am I, what? I don't have a drive for this. He's freaking. He's like, what is this? Breaks down, cries. Uh. <laughs> so um, they want. They don't want things to change. They and the guys who are very vocal about being metalheads are the worst fucking offenders. This is why I don't. As a guy who really enjoys heavy metal and is a part of that music scene and and still has friends with them, uh, that. They're, most of my friends aren't the same. Don't think the same way, but they are. They don't like things to change. They want the heavy metal has a definition, and that's the way it is. But uh, what do you mean about the albums? So people are still pushing physical albums. They want you to do the same fucking release cycles. The fact that you're gonna you're gonna tell people months in advance that the music's coming out. Like, and here's a, here's a single, and here's a music video for it. And yo, we're gonna be in your town on this fucking date. And they didn't do that. They did like a Kanye West type of Kendrick Lamar. They just dropped the album, and. Then they 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 booked a tour, but like metal fans aren't used to that, and a lot of them, like me, like thought it was fuck brilliant, but they were taken aback by it. Were but what, what's the problem with that? What's the problem with just dropping the album and then going on tour? Because it didn't cause the same amount of traction as they would have had they done their their, their normal release cycle. Whereas hip hop is still it has a, a, an atmosphere that is not protective of what the definition is. It is hip hop, it's whatever you want it to be. They want to be surprised, like Tyler the Creator. Yeah. It's like, fuck you, I'll do what I want to do. And all of the best ones do different new things. And yeah. it, that's why they, there's such a, a, a brilliant youth culture that, that always happens with it. That, that You don't have that with hard rock and heavy metal. The youngest, think of the youngest kid who's into heavy metal. They're still talking about bands from the fucking 80s. You're not wrong. I, yeah. I cannot dispute you on this. And it's not because those were the best bands ever. I love those bands, but there's like bands that came out in 2000s that like, have you gotten into these guys yet? I've never even heard of them. Pantera is a band from the 90s. I do know guys that they don't respect anything that's not from the, that cycle. Yeah. Right? I and, know a lot of guys like that. And think about it. If it was the same thing with hip hop, you have the older dudes who are like, nah, the 90s shit was great. Okay, but fuck, the, like, it's not the only thing. And if you're only going to talk about the 90s, you're going to turn into heavy metal where it's this big fucking clusterfuck of guys circle jerking each other around the big four and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And like uh, you keep delving down into bands that were big in the, the Bay Area for like 20, tw uh, the, the 80s. So Exodus and the, the further down Metallica, you go. Metallica. Yeah. So that's the problem with having such a closed off community. You want to invite new people in and then you like this band and you're fucking ostracized for liking so that The hip hop community in your eyes is more open than the heavy metal community. Oh my God. A and they, more, they yeah. share so much and they, they're always looking for new music, even just as fans. They have whole like websites dedicated to guys who are dropping new music, not big names that you can go and fucking listen to this banger track. And yeah, you're going to get guys that say hip hop is ruined and like, because they keep changing this. But everyone's going to say that Everyone. when there's something new. That's fine. I like, I wonder if there's a pod, if how the podcast community is in general, like, do I we share podcasts? Do they want new podcasts? Do they want to just stay with the old stuff? I mean, it's so it's so vibrant. There's so I think we're in like a, 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 a silver age where it's just coming up where podcasts, like the people who know about podcasts that don't listen to them, they know Rogan, right? Yeah. And the people who do... Like Metallica back in the day, yeah. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, I know I like heavy metal. I like Metallica. It's like, okay, who else do you know? Ah, that's, that's really all you need to know. No, you got to know Pantelis, bro. I think we're in that era, yeah. and in like 10 years from now, you'll have like this 
brilliant thing where it's penetrated the the zeitgeist of people where it's it's not just that you listen to one podcast or you listen to the, the biggest one you're going to listen to smaller versions of it very niche what are they doing yeah like yeah. like it's gonna it might even i think might even uh compete against just music listening i think it is now now it is but yeah. it hasn't i don't think it's reached that point where it's not it's, in the mainstream yet yeah it's where, right at the edge where you have like a, a middle class of uh of podcasters that can even if they get like 10,000 or 20,000 listens like that they they're they're thriving right yeah, you want to get something. you want to make like 100,000 I think is like the threshold for like I have a really big following now and I can yeah. go do these things um and a lot of it is on YouTube as well right so I think when it transitions to the point where you're just listening to podcasts on like a Spotify you don't actually sit in front like with a YouTube thing that it would be phenomenal and this is like the point where you guys I think podcasters are figuring out what will define the next 50 years of it I think that that's where what what's going on right now. But I'm not a, I'm not a podcast. We're right? all just testing, trying different things. Investing There's a lot of investment. Yeah, technologies, and that's that's like my favorite fucking thing is figuring out new things. Like like what what, what could work with music. Well, you saw a bit of you saw quite a bit of evolution from when podcast started in 2010 because I had you on the 4H podcast. Yeah, I you used mean, to come in a basement with a Logitech microphone. I feel like I'm a part of almost history with that. I'm not gonna lie because uh, you had the podcast so early on. I found out about podcasts because of you. Fuck and life, I, bro. Fucking plug life. And you had me on, and I I knew what it was. It was sitting around in a room and. Every time I would tell people, like, yeah, I did this interview. Yeah, they have no, you they can't explain no it. Idea, you yeah. can't explain what it is, yeah. And, like, to be here years and years later, and you have all of this, and now people understand what a podcast is, and I say your name, and they know it. And like That's you were, weird. You were on there. I'm like, I've been on there since before. Yeah. <laughs> since before he was a name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, pod, people didn't understand what a podcast was. They thought it was, I was making something up. Right, right. I, I uh, what I remember when you said like, uh, or when Alex invited me, you want to go on a podcast? I was thinking like, podcast, you know, the iTunes thing. I thought it was just iTunes. iTunes I'm like, yeah. sure, yeah, I'll go there. Um, he's like, what do you, what do you guys do? Do you have a topic? No, we just talk. Cool, I like to talk. I'm down. Um, I, I think because I, I knew about it before, and I see a transition, and I had a podcast of my own that yeah. was just too much. I think the fact that like we were all musicians and some of them, the people that I was with had families and stuff, that it was too much to carry on the way that we were trying to do it. We also didn't know what we were trying to do. It's fucking, when there's too many people, the schedules, I learned this with Alex and the rest of the crew, it's impossible to yeah. maintain it. Because everyone has their own life, especially before it makes any money or anything, you can't get people to commit to a schedule. To, and then it just like kind of fizzles out. Yeah. The, and the thing is podcasting, the biggest part about it is consistency. You have to go for a while. Stay consistent. This is if you're not a name and you have yeah. to build a name. You have to be consistent for a while. Then people adopt it. They get used to it. It becomes part of the routine. And then you grow. But that moment, it could take months or years depending on your podcast. Dude, you're in for the... You have to be in hardcore or else it's never going to pop up. Yeah. And I think now is the point where you came in at a, such a, a phenomenal time and doing it for so long that you, you can have a show that's very much... Rogan-esque in the sense of you don't have one niche. You're talking to many different people. Some of it will go political. Some of it will go people like me that like just play music and have been around for a little while. Um, or just think that it interests you. Uh, whereas I think if people starting podcasts now, if they want to make it, like it's hard to be able to do that. Yeah, you need to have a niche. You need to have a niche, like a specific interest that people will always come back to. And then maybe when you get... Uh, like, more b bigger and whatever you can open up a second one that's more around different topics because i actually had a friend who was 
2008, 2009, who had a YouTube channel before I knew anybody had a YouTube had like Yeah, a YouTube I channel. barely knew YouTube then, yeah. And he did a lot of reptile stuff, and he had views, and he was making money, and um, it was like really toned down, uh, toned down for the time. It was just him in his, his living room with the snakes, and he would talk about them, and like, here's how you take care of him and everything, and he had a follower base. And then he transitioned, he tried to transition his channel into a, a workout uh, channel, and they're and like, it, we're not here to work exactly. out. Exactly. And it basically ruined Only the Only fat guys love lizards. <laughs> he was actually already built, but he, he thought like, oh, I want to use the channel that I have now for uh, to, to, for working out and uh, working uh, like jujitsu and shit like that. And he, the fan base that he had was for reptiles. You can't kind of shift these people's mind. They followed you because they wanted to know about snakes, yeah. not because they wanted to see you work out and fucking stretch your, your arms and whatever. Yeah. So I show me his biceps. I, I want to see a chameleon. He's fucking guy shaking his dick at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Bring up the snakes. No, wrong snake, but wrong snake. Wrong Look, snake, yeah. man. Wrong snake. <laughs> so, this is the channel I subscribe to. <laughs> I think that's where podcasts are going. It's, it's not a wild west necessarily, but you're, you're the cream will rise to the top. That's why you have like Aberin Preach and whatever. You're friends with them, right? And yeah. they're like, I think they're at the point now where they can go and do whatever the they fuck. They could do it right now. Abba and Preach are at a point where they could do whatever the fuck they want and they're doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And regardless, like, I think it's at a level where they can't get canceled because they're not big enough to get canceled, but they're big enough to do whatever the really, whatever the fuck they want. You know why they can't get canceled? They can't get canceled because they don't subscribe to that. I don't subscribe they to don't that sh- shit either. I, I what are you going to cancel? Yeah. What do you, I, that whole fucking mentality Who's my is boss? fucking stupid. You know, my boss says everyone that watches this shit, everyone that buys tickets, they're my bosses. Yeah. They're not going to cancel me because I offended some fucking idiot. Because you, 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 you're very open about it. This is what I'm fucking thinking. You're not, you're not going to yeah. change anything about it. And people are staying to listen to that. At least. I, I, there's nothing that you're going to say to me that's going to change my mind about who you are as a person because I know who you are. There you go. Um, and people have different, different fucking opinions. And I hate fucking public shaming. I, I think, don't like that shit either unless you're a child molester. Well, that, that's a different story. I will shame you in public. That Yeah, that is... I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you all about that. I'm with 100%. But like for something, someone's thoughts, you're going to ruin their lives and like take away their jobs. I always Someone look, voted differently. Yeah. Get the fuck out like of here. Like the whole Justine Sacco thing. I don't know if you I remember oh, this or not. That sounds familiar. What is that? Who's Justine She Sacco? was a woman who, um, she tweeted that she, had, she was going to go to Africa and she made a thing oh, about like Oh, the AIDS, AIDS joke. joke. I remember that. She got on that. the plane, turned her I read off. a book about her yeah. called uh, So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I was talking about this for, for years. I'm like, I think that before canceled was a term, I was saying public shaming is fucking a dumb fucking idea. You can't just ruin someone's life because of something that they you took out of context she just made a joke that she thought was funny people uh, comedians have made jokes like that i've made jokes like that it was just to ruin someone's life over a tweet like that they didn't they didn't even know it was a joke and some of them uh like they thought they were she was being real and they were actually organizing to let her they were uh, like give her aids no (laughs) they were organizing to have her lose her job and they were fucking celebrating it like that's disgusting and this woman's life was ruined for a few years. So now the, the fact that it keeps happening to everybody from tweets that they made 15 fucking years yeah. ago is like, are you guys are you guys fucking crazy? The fact that we allow this public shaming to happen and for, for PR reasons. So let's just say this woman, I don't know what the fuck she did, but let's say she was, uh, I don't know, a fucking pharmacist. What does that have to do, that tweet, whether it, you find it funny or not, what does that have to do with her ability to sell pharmaceuticals? Nothing. 
I don't understand it's why it would punishment. affect their job. It's about fucking but punishment. But that's the thing. Yeah. And where, who decides that? The mob decides it because they got nothing to do? This was a thing that happened before the, the 20th century where public shaming was a thing that people did. You used to go watch people get tortured. Yeah. And then the 20th century happened and there was a little, I don't know exactly what happened. A bit of enlightenment? Yeah. People like were realizing, yo, this is a fucking morbid thing that to do That lady's a whore. Like, calm down, Fred. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, Let her live her life. More yeah. compassion. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, okay, so we said this fucking thing. Get over it. Like, we... There's everyone that you know in your life has an opinion that you are going to be shocked by. Yeah. They just don't on say something. anything. Yeah, on anything. It could be about cereal. I don't fucking care, but it could be about anything. And then this isn't even like now. I mean, I dude, you hear worse than that on roasts. Yeah. That everyone loves and they laugh at. I can't believe they said that, but that's cool. Right? Yes, absolutely. She tried to make the same type of joke. Because the context is there. Like if you if you walk into it, you might be like, why the fuck are they talking so much shit about this one guy? Why did why do they put him on display like that? But people are like that. Even now on two drink two drink minimum, the whole concept initially was me and Mike. We bully Poseidon, right? Yeah. There are still people who are new to the show that are shocked, like, why are they so mean to him? And it's like, <laughs> dude, are you stupid? That's the show. It's the I like the the I don't subscribe to a lot of, I guess, the way people explain things. But one thing that I will absolutely 100% say is the truth with public, uh, with canceling and public shaming is the whole white savior thing. Oh, bro. It's so obvious. It's absolutely what it is. It Because like you're trying to defend the defenseless. Dude, yeah. mother, motherfucker, you the, didn't the, hurt them. The, the, best, the best is online when you see people like, it's like, I am here to speak on behalf of the blacks. And then someone's like, nah, I'm cool. I'm doing it myself. Uh, that's enough out of you, black guy. Let me handle yeah, this. Let me I'm a white lady. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's exactly it. Yeah. That's how I feel a lot of what this is. is like, I'm going to take care of it for you. You don't have the power I do. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Who are you to do that? And yeah. even, uh, I remember this one t tweet about um, Rami Malek playing Aladdin. Oh, yeah. And yeah. this is like, well, why is, why, is it a, why, why, isn't, why is it a white guy playing him? He's like, he's literally Egyptian. Yeah, he's, he, not only is he Egyptian... <laughs> Isn't Aladdin in, in a made-up place called Agrabah? I think, I don't, uh, maybe. They have, like, Indian stuff. Because uh, they were Persian looking. stuff. Like, it's a whole mix-up. Like, it's it says Arabian Nights. <laughs> Dude, it. But for me, it was like you were looking for something to be upset about. Yeah. That's that's what it was. The guy is literally Egyptian, and you're saying he's too white to play. The, like, who are you to define that? With Gerard Butler, he was uh, King Leonidas. Am I Am I complaining? I'm like, for a second, a Greek I was guy. like, why? Have a, what fucking, what is he, Australian, British, whatever the fuck he is. In my head, Just I was like, why Greek. are you talking about the single from My Chemical Romance? And I'm like, no, not Gerard Butler, not Gerard Way. Yeah, yeah, no, but like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't care. Nobody gives a shit. Some people do. Some people do. But at the same time, like. It, the only time I've noticed, it has to be excessive. Like, it has to be like, let's say it's a story about Martin Luther King. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. and you cast uh, Sean Penn. I'll be like, what the fuck? That's weird, bro. But in general, I don't notice. But it is cool to have people representing you properly. It's super cool because I, I noticed it in um, Kevin Hart's show for Netflix. He had this series that he made, a show with like these Greek gangsters. And he got Greek people to play the Greeks. Yeah. And I like that. I was like, ah, that's fucking no, cool. No, I think that, yeah. I don't think that. Normally they make Arabs play us. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that uh, having representation is bad. I think it's phenomenal. I, I'm not saying that you should like whitewash or blackwash or anything like that. Like I do, if there's a port, uh, 
movie about a Portuguese guy and they get a Portuguese guy to do it. It's amazing. That's cool. But at the same time, if he's not fucking Portuguese, and as long as be, it's good, I'm fine. Yeah, with it. I don't. You're or just talking three, about a Portuguese guy. I don't yeah. care if he's Portuguese. That's great that you're talking about him. Or 300 would be unwatchable. Or every movie would be unwatchable. It would be really hard. Yeah. And I do know the power of representation, especially as a child. Like you see someone that you can relate to and you want to be like them. I all for that. Absolutely. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I just think for for the if most somebody part does of it, it well and it's good. Uh, the fact have. that Rami Malek was had like could have played Aladdin. You were looking for like, well, why is a white guy playing him? Like, no, what his are name you? is Rami Malek. <laughs> but also, if like uh, an actor transforms into a certain nationality, it's respectable too. It's very respectable at the same yeah. time. Uh, it's very respectable. Uh, best. Example of that was Tropic Thunder. Our buddy Robert Downey Fucking Jr. Love Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I didn't know it was Robert Downey Jr. Really? for the longest time. <laughs> I was like, serious? I don't know this black actor, tips? but he's good. And it tips. Are, are you being sarcastic? Or? He underwent surgery to <laughs> pigment augmentation. Came out there, Father Romano. No, that was that was part of the story. You needed a no, white guy no. to play that because that, that, that was, was the whole part point. of the story. Yeah, yeah. That was part of the story. I, I love when he went on Rogan and people got offended about a movie that had already come out ten years earlier because he talked about it. Yeah. People got offended. He did black. No, no. He wasn't making fun of black guys. He was clearly making fun of white actors. And they call it out in the movie. In the movie, he's making fun of white actors. <laughs> but the, uh, Al Pacino calls him out in the movie. <laughs> like, you're white. Be white. <laughs> you're Australian. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> booty, booty sweat. And busting up bars. Uh, busting up, yeah. Dude, <laughs> Tropic Thunder. I said Lance. And Ben Stiller as a director. Let's go on a Ben Stiller tag. First oh, of all, I fucking love ben first of all, his dad. Legend. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Legend. Still a legend. Okay, still a legend. But um, let's talk for a moment of his latest outing, a series called Severance. It is phenomenal. I don't think I've seen it. He directed, uh, I, I think he, he got this script a couple of years ago. He fell in love with it. Essentially, the concept is only one season is out so far. I mean, it just ended. I think they got renewed for a second season. So Severance is what it's called, Poseidon. Uh, essentially, it's set up in a reality where you could take this elective surgery for this company that you work. It's like the biggest company in the world. Let's say on Microsoft, for example, or on Apple. And they implant you with this thing in your brain where you, when you go to work on a certain floor, it triggers while you're at work for those seven hours. The person you are doesn't know about your outside life. Oh, I, I saw a trailer for and it. And your inside oh. life does it, your outside life doesn't know about what you did at work either. So it could be top secret, it could be whatever. But oh. you kind of get these different personalities that start developing because of it, right? Yeah. Because you could be inside, you have no idea whether you have a family or not. And all you know is that you're at work and it takes a while for people to adapt to it. When they first start, they freak out, they wake up, and it's like you have amnesia. They don't know who they are, what their name is. And they have to see a video of themselves when they're normal, the outside saying, look, I'm undertaking this. It's just when I work, I don't remember anything. I walk in and it's you. you. You take over. And then sometimes they even hate the person they are outside. And then the inside person and the outside person are kind of at odds, like philosophically. They're two different types of yeah. people because they're, they're environments and what, because it's almost slavery. Like you don't know anything but work. That's, you just wake up, you're at work, it, you're yeah. at work. It's great. So it's such a good concept. Uh, Severance is called, and he directs it. Just that is a brilliant social commentary on what it, on what. Brilliant, it is. so brilliant. Good. brilliant. Like I want to watch this. The Dude, fact that like having a persona is exactly that. You have one guy, the outer person that people know you as you are, and then there's like the guy behind the scenes. And they have these like, um, like you know, like I wonder what 
my Audi, they call it. Like, I wonder what he's like. Like, I wonder, like, you, let's say you my did this. Audi. You'd be like, I wonder what Justin is like out there. Like, I wonder oh what kind God, of person he is. Yeah. And then sometimes they find, like, you'll, the more you know, you're like, oh, I, I can't believe that that's me. That's the real me. I hate that guy. Like, that's a different person. It's crazy. I think uh, I, uh, that's what a lot of people already share with their own, like, their, their work life and their home life. You have the guy that you present yourself to at work or, like, say, someone like me who's at a bar and whatever, some like, a couple nights a week. That dude's a different dude. Dude, yeah. He's got to step up and But fucking, imagine if that dude didn't know. Yeah. Other, you can't, you can't even know. I would be two different dudes. Like, I would think of myself crazy. Like, I wouldn't get in some guy's face just because, like, at the bar, I'm going to, not only do I have to, I'm fucking looking for it. I'm making sure that, like, I'm controlling the situation. Whereas, away from it, I was like, I'm not going to start a fight with a dude. That's fucking crazy. Dude, this thing makes Yo, you I think. I want to watch this. And it has one of the best intros, you know, the the intro to the show each week. One of the best intros I've seen in a while. Like, they work hard. It's a very, very And this good is a intro. Ben Stiller production? Dude, this ben, ben Stiller is hard at work on many things. Ben Stiller, does not, the Stiller tribe does not get the respect it deserves. Stiller's you still don't even it, know it. And the Stillers have influenced you and they have given us gold for years. Gold, Jerry. Gold. Gold. For years. Stiller's still at it, man. I feel yeah. you. I, I'm definitely going to watch this. And yeah, yeah I, uh, I've i always liked Ben Stiller. He's fucking hilarious. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I mean, that damn. was him too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, That's how it came in my head. Yeah, it's... Dude, I'm telling you, Stiller is a fucking badass. But even there's so many comedians that are making phenomenal social commentary, like, like content right now. Uh, who's the guy who made uh, Don't Look Up? He did all... I didn't watch it. Is any good? I liked it. Okay. Uh, I liked the fact that there was the social comment. This is a social commentary about people ignoring climate change and, and whatever. And a lot of people didn't like it. And as a movie, it's not the best. But the f I think the reason why it wasn't the best was because he was so focused on showing everybody who they who they are. Like, don't look up, right? Yeah. Um, like, it doesn't always hit what its mark. Uh, and sometimes... This is the point of what they're trying to say, but I, I like the fact that they were were basically sit, pointing the finger at everybody, like, "Hey, this is this is probably you." Um, and that guy did Step Brothers, and he worked with like Will Ferrell for all of his best shit. Like, all these people are making really good social commentary content. They're observing and they're reporting. That's Have it. you watched the new Batman film? Yes, I loved it. It is a historical drama. Uh, no, you should. Happened. Oh, you said you did watch I did, it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I, loved it. I good. fucking thought it was amazing. It's out on HBO Max now and Crave and everything. You can watch it, uh, rent it, or watch it if you're if you subscribe. Like I, no. it was probably my favorite Batman movie. I said the same thing to yeah. him. I think it might be up there. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of. Well, I'm a, I was always going to be Michael Keaton boy. I like Christian Bale too, but Val Kilmer, he's my Batman. Val Kilmer doesn't get the respect he deserves as an actor in general. Yeah. Val Kilmer is one of the greatest actors of all time and people don't realize it I because agree. they think of goddamn um, Batman and like just the the ridiculousness of those Batman movies. He was a super sexy Batman. If I could be any Batman, be Val Kilmer because he was just sexy. Look at that suit. God damn. Can't even turn his goddamn head. Like even just like chicks dig the car. <laughs> Dude, Doc Holliday is his best performance ever. I thought he was amazing as... Um, Fucking Jim Morrison. Oh, fuck yeah. And the Doors he thing. Sang, yeah. I he loved sang this everything. movie as a kid. The Doors. No, no, no. <laughs> Batman Forever. Yeah, of Batman course. Forever. Yeah, that was man. Val Kilmer. But dude, go type in Val Kilmer. That was my favorite Batmobile. Doc Holliday. Dude, it, it was he a, it was a literal was penis, man. So good. So, as yeah. Doc Holliday. Oh my he was, god. He was phenomenal, man. And then Batman like, unfortunately derailed a lot of that. Even though I fucking lug him as like he's not the most uh, realistic. So, so when Batman, you get home, go whatever. watch Tombstone. 
Yeah, Tombstone too. The, the, the Doors, dude. He sang everything on those songs, and he was so good as Jim Morrison. He doesn't get. I, I'm not saying he gets disrespected. I was born but in '93. The level of respect that you should g- in that community, he should get way more respect He's than let's say a Will Smith, for example. Absolutely. This guy, and Will Smith has done a lot too, but this guy as an actor. He's he's like Gary Oldman, a chameleon. Gary Oldman also yes. doesn't get the respect deserved. He's a fucking chameleon. Yeah, that's the problem because you know, like you know, sometimes you forget that face. it's him. Yes, you see his face and then you don't identify with who who that is because of the name, right? Yeah, Gary Oldman even just like it's a name that like you could. I know it because I'm a fan, but before I realized it was him, dude, it took me years to realize that I had watched him in so much shit. I didn't realize it was the same guy. Dude, he's in Fifth Element and Harry Potter, and those could not. Fifth be- Element, Harry Potter, uh, Batman. He's Christian Bale's he's, yeah, uh, yeah, commissioner. He's commissioner. Gordon. Gordon, yeah. He's Drexel or Drexler in uh, True Romance. He's every. Yo, he's so many Biden. things, man. Just type uh, in Drexel or whatever. Drexler or Drexel in the True Romance. Hold on. Uh, what was his name again? Gary Oldman. Gary Paul Oldman. Giamatti's a Gary name that Oldman, also doesn't get a lot of True respect. Romance. Paul Giamatti is actually a I good I fucking actor. love him. He's, he's not an exactly a, chame- a chameleon. He, he does look the same in every movie, but he's just such a good actor and he doesn't get a lot of fat. Look at that, bro. Look at him, man. Like, this is like the precursor to Jack Sparrow. Nice. Nah, I know I'm pretty. Fine, uh, pretty as a what is it like a bunch of titties? Like I'm, I'm almost certain like Corn ripped him off for the look. Yeah, look at that, bro. That's, that's Gary Oldman, bro. That's Commissioner Gordon. That's nuts, bro. He's out there dropping in bombs like it ain't no thing. Serious black. Look at him. He wouldn't fuck what with that. What else was he in, bro? So everything, many everything. things. Everything. everything. He was. He was in Dracula. He was Dracula. Yeah, yes, he was. He was, he was absolutely Dracula. Darkest Hour. Who was he in Darkest Hour? I don't know. Watch it. Hannibal. Oh, he was Winston Churchill, bro. He played Winston Churchill. God damn, bro. Yeah. Well, Absolute fucking comedian. He's a legend. Yeah. These guys. Oh, bro, you see what's that? The Book of Eli? Dude, he played Denzel Washington. <laughs> Man, your voice went up there, dude. The Book of Eli? Oh, he was, he was he the was bad Denzel guy. He was Denzel Washington. No, no. He was the bad guy. That was <laughs> <laughs> dang, dude. It just, I never noticed him in, 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 in some stuff. Because he's a chameleon. Because he's a chameleon, yeah. God. And he changes his, his whole look. Kung Fu Panda, bro. He had to become an animal. <laughs> he went through years of, of research for that, you know? It's great, bro. Honestly, there's... I love talent. He was in Lawless? Yeah, dude. This guy don't believe what in no laws. What the fuck was... Who was he in Lawless? I'm sure he was also yeah. in Lucy Lawless, too. Oh. Lloyd Banner? Banner. Poseidon's upset. He, uh, I never noticed him. Gary Oldman has pulled the fast one on me again. But, like, uh, do you actually look at the actors who are playing them? Or I are you do. just look watching the movies? Because for me, I, I like the talent, too. So I want to know, like, who who's created this character? So, sometimes I'll see, I'll watch a movie and it'll be, somebody will be great. And I'll be like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And then I'll check him out and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's him. Yeah, sometimes I'll get surprised. I'm trying to think of what I've watched recently because I'm a big fan. I like f- movies, films, fucking well, the same thing, TV shows and shit like that. Black Mirror, fucking uh, favorite show of all time, literally. Um, Haunting Alf. Hill House. Alf, absolutely. Haunting of Hill Bro, Bro, I talked about it on another podcast recently. The, first, the, the season one. I think season it was two one. seasons. Yes, yeah. Okay. The season one had the greatest one-shot that Netflix ever produced. Yeah, episode the six. The episode where they were in the, fu- the funeral home, yeah, the parlor there. That's my favorite episode of television ever. Bro, how cool was that? It was so good. And the way that it ended, I think, was some of the most beautiful. I, 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 I don't always see things in the same way that other people do. Like, you see what they're saying here? I'm like, not really. For that. You saw uh, it. The last, ep- the last scene of the episode where she's, uh, you know, spoiler well, no, alert. Spoiler you're going to spoil it? Let's spoil it. Well, right. it's just, you know. The second season I liked, but not as much as the first one. It didn't yeah, do to me what the first one did. I, I agree. I, I, I felt that that se- the first season was beautiful. It was a work of art in yes, its own. Yes. Yeah. 
And the, the, just the way that it took me for like tur t tops and turns and everything, I, my head was making rolls like, what the fuck is happening yeah. here? But the scene where the bent neck lady is next to the coffin and you just hear like, I was always there, but you couldn't see me. I was like, oh, Bro. oh. I couldn't, I, to this day, I st like, I'm still talking about it now. I, I show everybody this. Dude, there, there's been some moments in film that I that will stay with me forever. Breathtaking is yeah. what is the word I'm looking for. And uh yeah, it's I like love how shit Poseidon like that. feels with certain movies. I believe his was which one was it? Uh Tamun and Pumbaa in the Lion King. Mm, Lion King one and a half? Yeah. Oh no, Changed just his life. Just Changed them, huh? You know, you, I could see that Timon and yeah. Puma together. Do you have any movies like that Poseidon that just change you like this has marked me? I have to think about this one because I, I liked so many movies. I like movies in general. Mm -hmm. There's nothing know. that stands out that, like, you know, raises the uh, hair on your hand. Lord of the Rings. Okay. In general, I like, it's Lord of the Rings that does it for you or it's those adventure uh, middle-aged movies? Like, if you could write something, what would you have wanted to write? I think something like Lord of the Rings. Okay. Pulp Fiction changed me in that sense. Pulp Fiction got me to write more. And so this this is what did it for me. Pulp Fiction gave me kind of the uh, confidence to think about how you can do anything differently because the way it was structured, it was something when I saw it, I was like, wow, movies are allowed to be like this, like out of order. So that opened my eyes to that. And then what made me think I can actually do it and actually write stuff and do that was Clerks. Oh, yeah. It was Kevin Clerks. Smith, and dude. I it was by accident. I think I had saw, I watched Jay and Silent Bob Strike back first. That's how I got in, introduced to that world. Me too. I went to the video store. There's a guy that worked there. And he was like, uh, oh, you look for movies? I go, yeah, I just saw something like this. Like, oh, really? Have you seen their other ones? I go, what other ones? He's like, oh, dude, it didn't just start. This has been going on for a while. <laughs> they strike back. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, explain this to me. He's like, I'll explain it to you. And then he, you know, chasing Amy, he explained the whole thing to me. So then I started watching. And then Clerks, I was like, this guy, made, how did this guy make the movie? And then he explained to me how, well, he maxed out his credit cards. He put everything on the line to make this. And that's what it was. And he did it with his friends and all that. I was like, holy fucking shit. And then the Weinsteins got involved. And since he wasn't sexy, no one got molested. They got the rights to it. Uh, so he explained to me the whole, you know, Cannes Film Festival. And I was like, holy fuck, this is insane. So then that gave me the, you could, anyone could create something. Yeah. I think that was when I started believing I could create stuff. You know, I, 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 was I feel you on that. I feel you on that. But in a different way. Uh, I, like, I love Pulp Fiction. But when I saw it, I never thought that movies had to go in order. Because I think I'd seen Memento before it had. I, I think I had seen Memento, but it wasn't, it didn't have the impact yeah. on me. You know why? Same way, yeah. The, you know why they both had impact on me? The the Kevin Smith movies and uh, Quentin Tarantino. I like to talk. Yes, yes. The the banter and the discussions that they were having in there was. Mwah. That's why they appealed to me because I was like, hold on a second. So you're telling me we can kind of control the narrative of film with ninety percent dialogue and even less than ten percent action. The dialogue can move the story forward this much. That's what I do. I just talk and I make podcasting. This whole thing from all we're going to do is talk. Yeah. Stand up. It's a, So I love the power of speech. So I think that's what attracted me to them. And I was like, oh, fuck, anything's possible. The, what yeah. I liked about like uh, Pulp Fiction and Quentin Tarantino Lamos is when I found out how, why the movie was out of order. Yeah, it was uh, not a decision he made like creatively. Yeah, yeah. He had to do it because of constraints. And I've, for years and years and years, I've been telling people, especially people who say I have no talent for creativity. I don't know how to create. I'm like, literally yeah, you could. Uh, create being cre like, limitation breeds creativity. 110%. And I fucking hate people who will go and say, Oh, I need the freedom to do it. I need freedom to be able to do it. Like I, I just can't like, no, you don't just do it. 
Fucking set a limitation yeah. on yourself and then fucking do it. See, this is coming from the guy who clearly can't get anything out of musically in a little no, while. No, but, but, but just do it is my thing. Uh, just yeah. to just do just it start. and then grow from there. Kind of like he's, okay, I had limitations. I had to switch some shit around. Yeah. You, f- you figure out a way to do it that y- you can do it in there. And yeah. it doesn't need to sound like, it doesn't need the best. Like musically, you don't need the best production. You don't need this. You don't need that. And people will still gravitate towards like, it's got to be like the top quality for people to want it. No. So, so the perf- well, the top quality is how much effort you put. A Portuguese man gave me the best advice ever once. He told me, perfect is the enemy of good. Mm. Yes. And it's one of the, I always keep that in mind when I'm working on something. Because you always try to make something perfect. You try so much that you just break it. You try so much, you try so much, you try. But perfect is also a bit abstract most of the times. So you try, you could destroy something. It's like giving too much water to a plant. Yeah. There's such thing as giving it too much water. You get it? Yeah. So you're trying to get perfect. So it's the enemy of getting something that's good. That's actually good. That's what it is. Like that's yeah. where it comes back to like consistency. It's better to put out more and more often than try to get this done. I think we're like uh, for me I'm saying this and I still have two tracks and I'm fucking tearing my hair out trying to fix, but it's not to make it perfect. It's just I know there's a level there that's not there yet and I want I want to make sure I have that because I think it needs that. I don't know what it is yet. I need someone to work with, but I also know that consistency is is a really stupid it's, important thing. I learned that with podcasts. Yeah. So Good. So I'll tell you what's perfect. Nothing's perfect. But I'll tell you what's perfect about what we've built with these podcasts. What's perfect is you know that you're going to have options every week. Podcasts are going to come out. We've perfected that, right? We have options. Podcasts are coming out, French, English. But they're, they're hit and miss. Sometimes you're going to have a good guest, a bad guest, a good podcast, a bad podcast. So that part's not perfect. But the perfect thing about it is that you know consistently the products going to be coming out and you're going to have some bangers. And some less good. That's the perfection of it. Not that everything is going to be perfect. Not every word in a movie, not every scene in a movie is going to hit home. No, it doesn't need to either. But they all together make it move forward. And that's what makes it overall perfect. Like um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I loved it. Beginning to end. I have friends that they're like, it was a little too long for me. But the reason, like the way I see it is, you needed that length. I wanted that story explained because that's what made it overall a perfect experience for me. Yeah, that's the way I felt with like the Batman, where it was three hours, but I was like, I can't wait to find out what hell same, is going same. on. Same, it flew by. Yeah, yeah. I, for me it flew by. Yeah, it flew by for me too. Another movie, because uh, we're talking about movies that marked you, like uh, growing up, me it was the Pursuit of Happiness. Really, kid, the yeah. Will Smith movie. Yeah, he, just, he didn't believe black people could be happy. A <laughs> son of a bitch, huh? Until he watched I think, that. I think <laughs> He He's like, be, it's possible. He grew up wanting to be Jaden. <laughs> yeah. That, that, oh, that movie made me cry. It, it did make me cry oh, as well, bro. but it made me feel like, like just believe, like, I, I think I watched it as a kid. When did it come out? I, don't I, I loved watching, I just seeing the sacrifice that a father, how hard someone would fight for a better life. You know what's, what's interesting yeah, about well, that movie? It made me feel like if you fight for it, you'll, even you'll though life it, yeah. keeps, even though knocking, keeps you down, knocking you down, there's going to be obstacles. You can't give up because there's more up. than just you. Yeah. Like when you, when you pick your head up, it's more than just for you uh, more than the majority of the time. It's more than just you. Like if you make it, let's say you right now, you sign a car, you make it as a singer, you blow up. It's more than just you. It's, it's everyone that's around you. That's singing. It's your band, uh, your family, you know, it, it's more than just it's you. The people you're going to bring up that you don't even know yet. That's the thing. You're going to bring up people around you. Fucking Poseidon, Look, Poseidon got all these opportunities. Cause Mike brought me up and all. So it's never just you. Never. I so am. you can't give up because even if you think you're alone, you're not. You're going to be helping someone else. So 
it's good to motivate you to not give up. So I heard, I knew the pursuit of happiness was actually like a Dateline special, like five or six. Yeah, it was a real I was, guy. I was, yeah, I was a yeah. kid when I saw the Dateline special with my parents. And I remember seeing him like, wait, I know this guy. And he, dude, it was a long special. They, he talked about everything even more in depth than the movie did. So when the movie came out, I already knew it. I'm like, this is going to be a phenomenal story. Uh, and actually that's, I think that's how Will Smith found out about the movie. Uh, he wrote, he got the movie made because of that special. Oh, dude. Um, also another thing that the pursuit of happiness made me think of, uh, that even though, uh, so his whole thing was, he was trying to sell that, that medical equipment. Right? Yeah, yeah. And at the time he, uh, hospitals didn't really need it, but then hospitals realized that they actually really needed it and it was very important. So. Uh, he stayed even when they didn't want it. Exactly. He stayed true to himself. He stayed true, and then it paid off. So it may also made me realize, like, ah, oh, you might have the right thing or the right thought. It might not be the right, right time. Idea, but it might not be the right time. I, it's 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 one of those stories that like I think it's it's both a cautionary tale, uh, cautionary tale, and a motivational tale, motivational yeah. because if you're a, a parent and you're living on the fucking street with your kid, still trying to like make it. You're gonna you're gonna have to deal with not only having to take care of your your, your child and that emotional stress of like am I gonna be able to do that, but what people are gonna say about you, and that's the same thing with anybody in any industry when they're still trying to come up. Like, why are you still trying to do this? You have to deal with not just the voice in your head. You got to deal with the assholes around you who are stable and like just do what I did. That whole fucking just if you just do this, you're gonna be fine. I don't that that's fucking stupid. No, no, because it doesn't. It's not. There's no. Um one size fits all. There's no one size fits all. And the greatest things in, in history, you know, the, the stuff that we all talk about now never started out as like, yeah, it was a clear path. You knew exactly what you're going to do or else everyone Hitler would was done. homeless for years. For for years. And now look at him. Now look at him. He went down in history. Jesus. I mean, Fuck. clearly going down in history isn't always a good thing. But the point is anyone could make it. That's what Whoa, I'm trying to say. What happened to him? Poseidon, what happened to him? I don't know. He was like super charismatic or something. He was apparently he, very charismatic. He was? But here's he the like, thing. He was? I think he it's because like, I don't speak German, but you know when they go, he had such charisma. He moved people. Whenever I look at the videos, I'm like, who the fuck? He's drooling and people are like, yo, that guy's that yo, guy knows what he's guy, talking about. In German, that's super charismatic, bro. Really Already funny. it's an angry language. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, like, could you imagine if there's a new politician and you go see one of his rallies and the whole time is like, Fuck Jews! And you're like, yeah, that makes total sense. Well, you can't you can't what do it like fuck, he did. Bro? You can do it like he did. You're just an imitator. That's why like Trump came out of nowhere. It's like, what the fuck is this guy saying? But Trump didn't <laughs> say the shit that he said. No, he didn't say the shit that he said. But oh, he but he was entertaining. Yes, yes, he did yes. it in a way that people were like, they tuned in because they wanted to see what he said. Trump was amazing. Also, sometimes, bro, the man made sense, bro. He was Hitler or Trump? No, uh, Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, listen. Hold on, hold on. Hold on you you got to clarify. He's They're not interchangeable. Has, have you read Mein Kampf? No, I have not. But you may agree with it. I don't know. I'm no. fucking... No, it's, uh, uh, it doesn't seem like... Eh, it doesn't seem like something you, you'd you'd want to read. Yeah, I don't think so. Because he's basically making himself the victim. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. it's called My Struggle. He's like, oh, I'm the victim. It's yeah. My, yeah, it's not my camp. What about dude? the Come people on. that you're killing? I'm the victim. Wasn't he also super wealthy? No, I don't know. Maybe later because he owned gold. Yeah. Yeah, they all stole gold. That's after, of course. He was a uh, yeah, get, but you know what? I feel like I feel like, bro. If you give me a hundred million dollars, bro, I feel like like my struggle kind of disappears. It didn't bro. know you. You have a backwards. <laughs> yeah, I think he wrote the struggle thing before, bro. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. You, you have a backwards. That was he like made his manifesto. Later. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you get angry like that because you don't have. Yeah, money. Yeah, he got angry. He blamed the Jews, and then after when it was too late, he's like, fuck, it wasn't. Too like, fault. if you're angry and you have money, you're probably a rapist. Yeah. 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 Shoot. What are you angry? Yeah. Why are you angry? I never understood people with a ton of money. 
and being upset. I think of think of those rich frat boys. Who are they? Most of them are fucking rapists. Yo. It's pronounced rapist. Oh shit! <laughs> All now right. you tell me. Look, it's late, <sighs> but before we bounce, where do you want people to follow you? Oh man, uh, at Pop Clutches Instagram. Uh, check out my band Orchid or uh, or Chad for Orchid. The- you know them because they do the theme for this podcast. They do the new underscore lobby theme for the intellectuals and in bed with Poseidon. That's these guys. I play guitar. Critically Ashamed is the theme song of the Pantels podcast and the Pantels French cast. So links are all in the description if you don't already know, but you probably do if you're part of this universe. Check out my boy Justin. Check out Orchid. Like, subscribe to their stuff on uh, Spotify. Share with your friends. Let everyone know all about Orchid. Come say hi. I'm going to talk to you. You want to say hi? I'll I'll be like, yo, I want to know who you are. Piranha Bar. St. Catherine Street, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I'll serve you and I'll take care of you and I will pet your head. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.